As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey, Desert Wrestling Podcast fans. This is Mark. This is Mario. And Mike. And this is episode 8. And before we start... How, how are you guys this weekend so far? Good. I mean, got to rest, see some cars, some wrestling, some more cars, and yeah. Mine was good. Uh, got some wrestling, cleaned my yard. It was hot. I had to fix a tire this morning, but you know, that's how it goes. Yep. Oh, we caught some Pokemon too. I don't know. I don't want to throw out the subject, but we caught some Pokemon too this morning, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks to my neighbor on the other side of the road, but, you know, heck yeah. Sometimes you need a little backup. I know, right? Gotta have those army guns. (laughs) Sometimes I have to hit the nuke. (laughs) That too. Yep. So, we will start today's episode. We will start today's episode to review the NXT TakeOver 25. Alright, let's hit it. Well, what, what's your review on it? It was a pretty good show. That's it? Like, what do, well, I know we can't really spoil it yet, but yeah. what, to you, what makes you think it was the best show? I didn't catch, we didn't catch the first part of the match, but the last four in the match, it was really, really awesome. Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, you know, everybody put their best efforts out there. I mean, there were some good spots, some other good spots, some spots I'm just kind of shook my head to, but other than that, I mean, I loved it. I'll say that's probably the best takeover the last 25 takeovers yeah there's certain spots that gets us over the edge of our seats yeah totally agree I know Mark you didn't get to catch it but our review so far about it I think you will be sitting on the edge of your seat especially yeah. the main event yeah I I, I kind of I kind of watched a little bit last night but I was too busy worried about drama at home but anyway We'll talk about that later, but anyway, I wasn't. I didn't catch it um, because I was in sales. Because uh, there was a wrestling thing in sales. Yes, sales Arizona on the reservation, and yeah, I'll talk about that show a little while. But yeah, that's where I was at. That's why I didn't catch NXT. Mm-hmm. Usually, I try to catch all the pay per views, but yeah, I had to go catch, do live wrestling. Yeah, so had to support the independents. Yeah, support your local independent wrestling. As Mario talks with ice in his mouth, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good ice. I <laughs> uh, support your local EGs too. EGs? Mm hmm. What is the flavor of the month this year? Let's or see. this month? 
I know July is watermelon, but I think... What's June? Do you know what June is? I have no idea. I know Orange Orange Passion was May just last when it came with ice cream, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know what June is. We'll find out what June is. Anyway. Yes, sir. So, tell me about TakeOver. TakeOver? Do you want to spoil it for you, or do you want to... Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably watch it anyway, but still... Okay. Yeah. So, I know the first match was Matt Riddle or Riddle versus... Roderick Strong. I didn't catch to see who won that match, but I heard it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I also hear that people were booing Matt Riddle. For some reason, I don't know why. Really? Yeah, it's like, give the guy a break. I know, I mean, he he's he's different. Let's just put it that way, I mean. I don't know if people are booing because the majority of the fans are Undisputed Era fans, maybe, or just because, you know... Maybe, I was, I was saying that. I, was I wouldn't doubt it, but... Um, for those, we didn't catch who won that match, but if you know who won that match, awesome. If you don't... Um, Mark, who do you think won that match? I'm guessing... I'm guessing Matt Riddle. What do you think? Who do you think won, Mike? I'm thinking Riddle, but I saw a little bit of that match in the beginning before yeah. that stuff happened. But um, yeah, they were booing Matt Riddle for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was surprising, and I think he was surprised when he came out too, because you know how they got bro, and then it's just like he was just like, "Whoa, that was that was a new thing for him." You could just tell on his face if you guys watch watch it, mm-hmm. watch it back. Um, they're actually cheering. Um, who was the other guy? Roderick Strong. And they're they're cheering him more than anything else. So, and um, yeah, I mean, and the commentators were surprised too. They didn't know what mm. to say because they're just like, "Whoa!" But then I only caught like the interests, and that was it. Yeah. So, so. I already know Marvinell is probably like, "Mama Mia!" Why are they booing Matt Riddle? Oh, they had Beth Phoenix on there too. As a, I was surprised. I'm yeah. like. Me and Mark for a long time. Like, who the heck is talking with the commentators? I, know, I thought it was Renee Young or something, but I was listening closely. It sounded like Beth Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, I already knew it wasn't Renee Young. It would have been nice, but yeah. Other than that, well, folks, I just found out somebody messaged me on our Facebook page saying, "Hey, you guys, watch the first match, would you?" But he said it was Matt Riddell. I'm like, "All right, cool." Oh, okay. So Matt Riddell. Damn it. Pardon my French, but damn. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, I guess he's a undisputed era guy. You undisputed era guy? Heck yeah. Okay. Since day one. All right. What about you? No. I'm just like no. whatever. <laughs> he's a whatever guy. He's a whatever. They're overrated, I think. <gasps> Gasp, <laughs> Mark. Are you day one undisputed or are you day one? Just day one ish. Day one and a half. Oh, day one and a half. So. Oh, it works for me. But yeah, there we're gonna go into the. Fatal four-way tag team match. Now, that match, me and Mark caught. Like, Why did you guys tune in so late? Oh, because we were at Best Buy getting some little more equipment upgrade for oh, our okay. podcast. So that's why we were running a little late. Then we stopped at Quick Trip, you know, get some the drinks. Usual stop. Yeah, my favorite stop. <laughs> Support local Quick Trip, folks. Right now, refills are 10, 20 cents off because it's summertime, baby. But anyways, thank you, QT, for sponsoring us for free drinks. Shoot, I wish. But yeah, the Fatal 4-Way Mark, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly took on the Forgotten Sons versus um, Street Profits, and I forgot the last tag team. Um, 
couldn't reckon. Yeah. Couldn't. I don't remember. I know who. I seen them wrestle, but I never seen them. Yeah. Okay, they're. They don't have a tag team name, but they're One Way Lorkin and Danny Birch, or One Way. I forgot how they said their names on the show, but yeah, that was the fourth tag team. I mean, when me and Mark saw that tag team match, I think that's what a fatal four way ladder tag team match is supposed to be. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they had ladders? Yeah, it was a ladder match for the tag team belts. I oh, forgot wow, who. That's taking them back old school. Yeah, I, I don't recall who the tag team champions were, but. Yeah, that, that was what it was for. Some good spots, some um, edge of the seats moments and everything. And it's just like, that's what NXT is all about. They're bringing the stuff that us fans want to see, that excitement that you jump out of your seat and say, shit, I wouldn't be able to take that. Or like, holy, sh- holy, well, I can't say because it's a holy day, but... Can't say the rest of it, but you know, it's just that stuff where you can say, you know, I'll remember this match because the excitement, the stuff these guys were taking. For example, Kyle O'Reilly fell off the ladder and his lower back got cut up real bad. Remember that spot, Mort? Yeah. I think some other guys were kind of beat up too, but I don't think it's bad as Kyle O'Reilly though. But Mike, I know you didn't catch it, but what is it? What is this back as bad as? um Hardcore Holly when he got it? No, I know it's better Hardcore Holly. That mm-hmm. was pretty, da- bro. That was nasty. Mm-hmm. Pretty nasty. Blood's going squirting everywhere and everything else. But yeah, so you ready for to hear the spoiler to this? Yeah. All right. Who do you think won? Since you didn't catch it, I forgot the teams already, man. All right, so we got Undisputed, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and we got the Forgotten Sons. Then that tag team that I just mentioned, One Way. Well, however you say they're, that guy's name and the other guy and the Street Profits. I'm, I'm pushing for the Forgotten Sons, but I think I'm disputed about it. All right. Wow, sir, you're wrong. Oh, wow, really? Yes, the Street Profits one. Oh, wow. Yeah, everybody in the Red Solo Cups. Wow. I don't know what that's about, but yes. You ever heard the song, Red Solo Cup? I heard the song, but I don't get why everybody on it had Red Solo Cups. Back in my house, I had a Black Solo Cup, so I'm like, I'll stand... I'll be the guy that stands out the black solo cup. Mm-hmm. That's a good... I mean... Hmm. Weren't they... Uh, who was the champions, though? You know um, the champions... Let me see. Dun, 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 dun. The last I know of for me, it was War Raiders. Yeah, but I... I don't think anybody was champion, though. I think they were vacant. I think... I haven't really mm-hmm. watched NXT, because I, I mean, didn't I, have a chance to catch it. Really. Yeah, I mean, but um, you know what? I'm not Dave Meltzer, but I would give that ladder match at least a four star rating or four and a half star rating. Out of what? Five. Five. So that's just my personal take. We'll see what the DM, Mr. Dave Meltzer, says later on. But next, we had the North American Championship, Velveteen Dream, against Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze made a comeback to NXT. That was crazy. Yeah, I'm glad he did. I mean, you know. He cut his hair, did he? Yeah. Yeah. He actually yeah. looks better. Yeah, he does. I'm pretty sure Liv Morgan told him to cut her since they're a couple. Two though. pretty boys going against each other, yeah. Yeah, one's yeah. dating Kathy Kelly and the other one's dating Liv Morgan. <laughs> Very sad, but that's a different story. We'll talk about that on another day. But um, that match right there, me and Mark actually enjoyed that match. It was hard-hitting. Once again, another match with good spots and everything. But unfortunately, Tyler Breeze wasn't able to come up with the win. 
How was their entrances though? Because they're, they're, they're uh, similar. Tyler Breeze was his normal yeah, entrance with the selfie thing. You know, uh-huh. he does have a selfie stick. He just uses his hand. Selfie sticks, twenty fifteen. I know. I'm just saying. Sticks? I know. Well, let's just off using his hand. I know. Let's just standing at the Grand Canyon. You can use a selfie stick. Yeah. But, yeah, Velveteen Dream's entrance was just his normal entrance. I mean, it wasn't as like special like we took on Ricochet or. Um, I forgot where we're at for one takeover. He was kind of like, had like Hollywood Hogan's color and everything, remember? I think they were in California for that takeover. But um, yeah, it was just a simple Velveteen entrance. But unfortunately, Tyler Breeze came up short. I mean, he was starting, you could tell he was just starting to get frustrated because mm-hmm. he was hitting all his finishers and bringing some stuff out to the table, trying to keep him down and just didn't happen. But like towards the end of the while, sorry to spoil it for you, Mike, and anybody who hasn't watched it yet. So T- Velveteen Dream was still on the outside. Mm. Tyler Breeze went back in the ring with the ref to break up the count and everything. And um, so Ty- uh, Velveteen Dream had grabbed the North American Championship. Mm. So he had his back turned. He was holding it. He was going to try to hit Tyler Breeze with it, but Tyler Breeze caught it, mm. snatched it out of his hands, and kind of threw the belt. That's when Velveteen hit his finisher. I think one more move, then one, two, three, then bottom boom, Velveteen Dream still champion. But at the end, they shook hands, they took a selfie, the end of the match right there. But that was a good match. Yeah, this one move is like, what? I don't know, it's some kind of elbow drop that Velveteen does. Mm-hmm. It's called the Rainmaker? Well... I think that's what you're telling me, right? I don't see it as a Rainmaker. The only thing I can see a signature move as a right call or Rainmaker is Okada. Mm-hmm. I told my brother, nope, that's not Rainmaker, that's... That's like saying, put on the ornament. <laughs> Thank you, Booger Boy. No, I'm just kidding. Next match, we had um, Cheyenne, the ace. I think she's called ace. Blazer, and she took on Eo, if I pronounce it right. Shari or Shari. Sorry, guys, if I pronounce it wrong. But that was, i say that was a good match. I mean, it wasn't as good as it should have been when... Cheyenne Blazer had other matches, but um, I think I thought it was personally good. I mean, I would give it like a three and a half stars at least. At yeah. least. Yeah, I'm, I'm being nice about it, but at least three and a half. I mean, no, Cheyenne Blazer or Cheyenne, however you pronounce it, you know, she's doing that one move like where she bit, twists their arm or whatever, and she stomps on their elbow and everything. I mean, that is pretty effective and all, but I think she needs to lose it already. I'm kind of just tired of seeing her always win, 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 win. I mean... Just because she's friends with Ronda Rousey and a part of the Four Horse Women and everything does not make it right. I mean, the Pirate Princess, Kyrie Sane should have won her a long time ago. I think Bianca Belair should have won her a long time ago as well. But that's not my booking. That's not my judgment call. I mean, Mike, how do you feel? I mean, I wasn't really a fan of her in the first place. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing, she got a push because of Ronda. And uh, she does, you know... She, I call her a man. <laughs> yeah, I always call her the love child between Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I wasn't a real fan of her. I mean, she just kind of got the big push yeah. because of Ronda. And, um, yeah, that that's just me, though. I mean, it could be different for everybody else. It could be different for anybody else. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But what do you think, Mark? It, it, was, a, it was not good. Or bad. It's just like kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. No, I was kind of going for what's her name, 
the Asian show. Like something like that. And it's like, for one, it's just like, give the title to someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, for once, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. But, the, like I said, she's getting, she's getting a push because of Ronda and all that. But, you know, it's just, stuff like that kind of like, makes me tune off because of that so but there's a there's a lot there's a lot of people that are good wrestlers out there like even women wrestlers that need that deserve the belt yeah. but they ain't getting pushes at all because of because of that so but so that match was okay you said you was a third yeah were you were you actually in tune or you just kind of just like whatever um with a little good, just with, tune with a little and just like yeah <laughs> yeah so what was the next match? Next match was, I believe, it was main event time. Dang, so what? Don't we have like a little bit? Yeah, but I think the ladder match took up most of the time on there. Mm, okay. So which I'm glad they gave that match some time and effort because it, like I said, it was a good match and everything. So mm. sorry guys, I'm pouring some water in a cup of ice. So if you hear that ice crack in the background, it's not my back going out or anything. <clears throat> you sure it's water? Sure it's not vodka? Let me smell it. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, Johnny Gargano, NXT champion against Adam Cole. Another match I personally would say stole the show. Well, yeah, that with them getting in the ring, it probably would steal the show. Yeah, because I know that two out of three falls they did in New York. Was it New York? I believe it's New yeah, York. Yeah, I think it was New York. I know that main event stole the show for the vacant NXT title. Now this one, bro. Mike, I don't want to try to spoil it too much out of it for you, but... Respect the unexpected. Yes. Hmm. Some good spots, some good... Just everything was good. Did uh, they, did they, they pull the mat again, or like they always do? No. No? Nope. Okay. But they, they took it outside, though, right? Did yeah, they? there were some outside segments. Okay. A lot of Canadian destroyers, I'll, I'll admit that to you. Wow. Yeah. I already know who wants them. Sorry, I have to spoil it to you. Adam Cole, bye-bye. Yeah. But I like Adam Cole's entrance because um, he had that guy, I think it was Jay Will. I forgot his whole name, but Jay Will, he does those wrestling flow segments on YouTube. Like He kind of like, raps over like the wrestler's entrance, and he mm-hmm. came out with Adam Cole. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was probably like, damn, I'm glad this guy's finally getting recognized for mm-hmm. doing these raps over these um wrestlers theme songs because I know I like the undisputed one he has one for Marty Scarl I like that one he has um, he has one for Jay White Samoa Joe he did one for a tribute to DX since they were going to Hall of Fame he did one for DX I mean if you guys haven't checked out Jay Will's Wrestle and Flow yet I recommend you guys do that I mean I have my own personal playlist on YouTube for that I'm probably going to try to turn those into MP3s I'm not going to tell you guys how I do that it's personal <laughs> But, um, yeah, check it out. Jay Will, Wrestle and Flow. You gotta check that out. Yeah. So, Mike, so I know you say you were up in cells and everything, but can you name a few matches? So, I kind of got there a little late. Here, me mm-hmm. being a little late, because there's, like I said, there's stuff going on over here. But, um, I got there like the second match, which was. What was the second match? Oh, when I got there, um, Wyatt Two Shadows was fighting some other guy. Mm-hmm. Some local guy, some newbie, but there was a lot of good spots in there. 
but it was just hot in that exhibit hall. I don't know if you guys ever been to like cells, the, you know, the livestock or whatever. It was hot. There's no air conditioning going through. I felt like I was in back in Mexico with all the luchadores and all that. But um, yeah, Why Two Shadows was on on there, and um, it, it was a good match. It was, a, I mean, it was like in middle 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 of the match, but you know, Why Two Shadows came out on top. But I guess before that, Tacolote was there, and the Rebel Scum, I forgot his name, but he was there too. But they had they opened up the show for the title, I guess. I guess his organization is, like, big in Casa Grande or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, that, and that's where Wild Two Shadows has been. I finally talked to him. I told him, you know, he's, he's been in that organization for a while. So him and Tacolote and that uh that bling guy, remember they made a tag team? So yeah. um, now they're over there fighting over there. So. Oh, nice. Why I think Wyatt Two Shadows and and um, Andrew Enos is over there too. So, mm. um, but yeah, that was a good match. Wyatt Two Shadows came on the top, and then the Rebel Scum still has a belt, so he beat up Takalote. So, th- those are the two matches that we had. And then some other guy came out with some mask or whatever, but he had Tyrone Cabron's uh, shirt on, <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell? I want that shirt." So Tyrone, if you got any more of those shirts, uh, I want one of those shirts. So. Yeah, Tyrone. Hopefully, you're not that masked man. Because if you're not, <laughs> no, it wasn't Tyrone. I could uh, tell. It was a white guy. <laughs> Unless he painted himself, I don't know. Uh oh. Yeah, but anyway, Tyrone, we need those shirts, man. Yeah. Um, and then so he came out did a little segment talking about cells being the shittiest place ever, and blah blah blah, and all that. And the fans didn't like that. So. And then it was a, it was a tag team match that came out. Oh, wait, they went to intermission, and then it was a tag team match with uh, Los Suaves and some other group. I forgot mm-hmm. what their name was. but So before they even started, big shout-outs to Kachino Suave and Jose Hendricks, man. You guys did good. But, um, yeah, they, they were surprised to see me and Joyce. Joyce was there, too, so big shout-outs to Joyce. I mean, she was there. She was indulging the heat and her and her son, so. Big shout out to you guys, but yeah, that that match was before the match even started. They broke out into a brawl, oh, nice. and it was it was crazy. You know, um, they kind of attacked Los Suaves, and the fans were like, "Well, what the hell?" Because they they didn't know what was going on, so yeah. they, they were kind of like new to this. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that match happened, and then so they kind of went back to luchador rules where it was two out of three falls. So the first match, the first match was a disqualification because the ref was didn't get control of the match. So Los Suaves won that one. They won the first match. So they actually had a tag team match in the second fall. And um, so that match was okay. Um, I'm sorry, Jose, but I have to say you botched. <laughs> so yeah, he tried to try to do a, he tried to do a stunner, a twisting stunner or whatever, or twisting DDT or whatever. But he missed the guy's head because it was too hot. I mean, they were right. slippery, so. You missed it, and uh, you hit. But Jose, you still get good, bro. <laughs> you know they did pretty good spots on that match, and then uh, so then the other team won. I forgot their name, but um, they so they he won by a tap out by Jose. Um, he messed up his rolling hand supposedly, <laughs> but he didn't let go of the hold. So the ref had to call it again. So there was a disqualification. So you know two out of three falls. You know also obvious one. So nice. yeah, that was a good match. And then, like I said, then they had another match with Andrew Enos and that guy that that guy that uh, fought at HIW, the one with the spandex and all that, the big old guy, the the, the haircut. 
He fought with um, oh, fuck. What was his name? Damn. He had a tag team match with somebody. Yeah. I think it was with. You know what I'm talking about? He had the black black spandex, black wrestler spandex, and he was like a big guy, and he had short hair. He had tattoos all over his body. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't recall his name. Though. But yeah, anyway, him and Andrew Enos had a good match. That get match. That match actually, that match was pretty good. You know, it was mm. it was nice, good spots, and Andrew Enos like impressed. Like he freaking like he's been he's been training on the side or whatever, but he was in good spots on that one too. So yeah, big shout out to Andrew Enos. I mean, he got a good pop from the crowd. He was part, he was working the crowd like like you know like he doesn't you know like when he's at HIW he didn't know how to work the crowd but now he was working the crowd the crowd was getting into it he's clapping and, and everything but that much is good it was actually a long match and I, I knew those guys are burned out because those yeah. are big guys so <laughs> they're 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 sweating and burning out because it was hot in there like I said but everybody was uh, you know everybody enjoyed the match everybody was into the match because he knows a hometown hero so yeah and then. So then it was, uh, so then it was the main event, which was the number one contender match for the championship. And surprise, surprise, Daniel Loyal was there. No way. Yeah. Represent HIW or? No, he was, no. He's, I guess he's in that organization too. So oh, nice. um, he came out and he want, he said he was hungry for whatever, you know, uh, uh, and he wants to be number one contender. So he's like, so the, I guess the GM over there, they're running the sound or whatever. Um, hey, sound guy, you need you need a sound guy? I can work your sound for you. Yeah, you can. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he said, well, you're hungry, I'll give you a number one contendership. And Takalote came out. So Takalote came out, and then, that, then the Rebels come came out. So I just beat him in the beginning of the show, blah, 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 mm-hmm. this and that, getting all pissed off or whatever. And he and he told he came he was announcing getting all mad telling the crowd whatever you know how he is, but uh, he uh, him and he's like I don't want yeah I don't got a problem with you Daniel oh, yeah, I don't got a problem with I just got a problem with him talk about the meaning so so they got in the ring and he's like okay he got in the ring so they're talking back and forth and then he started beating up Takalote mm-hmm. and check this out so you know. You know, Daniel Loyal plays a face in, in, in HIW, right? Right. So, he played a heel. And no. he played it really good. Really? He was like, because you know how he doesn't talk in HIW? He mm-hmm. doesn't talk at all. I mean, he's just kind of just whatever. And he talked when he needs to. Man, bro, he was a whole different Daniel Loyal over there because he started being in the Pacalote with the, with the rebel scum. And it was crazy. It was, it was, and then, so they're beating him up. And then, you know, the GM went to the back. Why Two Shadows came out. Helped because you know they're a tag team, so yeah. came out and then uh, they uh, they had like a little brawl and white two shadows and then and then so the GM's like, oh, you know what, we're gonna have a tag team match for the main event. So it was white two shadows, Takalote, Daniel Loya, and Rebel Scum, and they had a great match. I mean, I give that a freaking five star match. Like there's spots in there that were crazy, mm-hmm. and just knowing that they fought before, you know, white two shadows, Rebel Scum, and Takalote and everything, and yeah. and freaking the the fact that Daniel Loy played a heel and he played it well, it was it it was great. I mean, it was you know that big shout out to Daniel Loy. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but man, he didn't start playing heel more because he worked the crowd. He was talking, and mm-hmm. it was it's crazy. I mean, you guys, should, I mean, it, it's it's on it's on the podcast thing if you guys want to watch it. And that camera sucks, but it was on there. But yeah, it was a great match. You guys need to watch that back. It was. Amazing! The crowd was into it. 
And, um, yeah, that was a great show. I mean, it, it, then they're supposed to be back in July. I hope they do it somewhere else, like the Rick Center, just saying. Mm. So it'll be hot. I mean, it won't be hot, and they'll have a better sound system. I can run your sound system if you want. To. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be back in July. I mean, maybe they'll get a bigger crowd. I mean, the crowd was into it, but it was kind of new to them. You could tell they were fresh. So it's just like, you know, they're there, but they're like, well, what do I say? Or what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. There's a couple fans in there that they're saying, yeah, you suck, blah, blah, blah. They started the what, the what chant for some odd reason, but it was cool. Um, but out of that, you know, the matches that I did see was good, but it was, it was just hot. You know? Yeah. They had popovers and fried bread and for all those guys out there, but the chili was pretty good. So, I mean, it was good. And then I talked to Jose and Cucino after, and they said, yeah, but it was a good match. I mean, it was good. And I kind of teased Jose about his, his botches, but he just started laughing. And he said that, you know, he was he was there, but he wasn't really there, if you know what I mean, if you guys catch the, the key words. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but then uh, Cucino said that he, he got mad. He ended the match, and he came outside because it was hot. And then, like I said, but once he came out, he was cool, nice and cool outside. But it was nice, nice, nice weather. I mean, outside, but inside it was just hot. But um, if you guys look at the video, you, you probably understand the ring was kind of small. Mm-hmm. And you saw the video, yeah. so it was kind of small. It was kind of little. But, I mean, you know, you got to work what you work with. But, I mean, it was, just, it was good. I mean, it's a good organization they have. You know, they're, they're coming back in July, so we'll probably get out there and see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, they're having... So the end, I forgot the end of the show, you know, why two shadows pinned um, Daniel Loya and the GM said that. So why two shadows going to be the number one contender for the belt in July. So that's going to be Daniel Loya against the Rebel Scum. So mm-hmm. that's the match to look out for. Those guys always work to get together. You know, why two shadows impressed me a lot because, you know, he worked, he, he's been training a lot too. And Andrina's big shout out to you, man, because, man, he, that stuff, you guys, you guys get missed a good match in mean, Andrino's impressed me a lot because he worked a little bit more and he's selling a lot more, you know. It's great. I mean, he's came a long way. So, yeah, but big shout-outs to those guys, you know, bringing the wrestling to the reservation. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to bring some more over there too. So maybe we'll be a part of it. Oh, big shout-outs to Joyce. I saw our sign. I mean, it's the finished product. Yeah. I saw our sign. So it's good. But, uh. Big shout out to Joyce for letting us know about that. We didn't know yeah, nothing about that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, so big shout out to Joyce. You know, I know you listen to our podcast. I saw the sign. It's an amazing sign. Um, there is a sign for Thomas Bug, so I'll, I won't ruin it. I'll let her bring it on the 16th. So, mm-hmm. Thomas Bug, you ready? Oh, yeah, I hope you're ready. Maybe. That was, that was oh. good. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know. One of us three or us three will give Thomas Bug a chop. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think I deserve a chop for, for Thomas Bug. Mm-hmm. I think all three of us should. I mean, Thomas Bug listens to our podcast too. He loves he loves our show and he loves us and everything. So I think us three should each lay a chop onto him. <laughs> but then you know I don't know anything could happen in the wrestling world. Yeah, like they say. But um, other than that, I think it's time for our hot topic presented by Mark. So, Mark, give us our first hot topic. Well, the first one was the NXT TakeOver review, but the second 
is <coughs> yesterday doing the MLW's, I guess they had a pay-per-view show, or Foley, no, Fury Road, excuse me. New MLW Openweight Champion between Alex Hammerstone and, what's uh, the name, I forgot. Brian Pillman Jr. I have not seen the match, but I know who won that match. I'm gonna guess our hometown hero. Well, he's not really from here, but he's from Arizona. Okay, our hometown hero. Excuse me, guys. Don't hurt me, please. But uh, I'm gonna guess our hometown hero, Alexander Hammerstone. Yeah. Sweet. Well, congrats to Hammerstone. Hammerstone, I'm still trying to write you, man. I know. I shared, while Mark shared his photo earlier today on our podcast, holding the belt and everything, he liked it, but... Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Excuse me, but Check your inbox. Check your <laughs> inbox, Hammerstone. I know you get a bunch of fan mail, but listen to us. Choose us. My brother's birthday's coming up. Give him a shout out. Challenge him to a match. I don't know. Something. Something. Carlos, we need your help. Chris, we need your help too. <laughs> but other than that, shout out to Hammerstone. Congratulations, especially having a match against a legend's son, Brian Pillman Jr. So congrats to Hammerstone. Congrats to both of you guys on a pretty sure a wonderful match. And can't wait to see more out of Hammerstone as the new champion. All right, Mark. Give us topic, well, that's basically topic number one because you said we covered TakeOver 25, so give us hot topic number two. Actually, it's three. Okay, I'm sorry. Number So, three. let's give our opinion on for the talk is Jericho when he talked with John Moxley about about Colson and leaving WWE and when he started coming to AEW. Okay, yeah, I heard about that interview. I kind of heard John Moxley kind of let loose, uh, well, basically threw everything out on the table about WWE and everything. I mean, he did what he had to do. I think I talked to Mike about this, or I talked to somebody. No, I think it was Carlos, because later on, I have a special interview with Carlos. We're going to play later on in our podcast, but um, I was talking to him about it. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Money money doesn't make happiness. It's a 
choices that we make is what makes our happiness. So I could see John Moxley turning down double figures to try to stay with WWE's and reject that and go out and do his own thing that makes him happy where he has freedom control over his character. I mean, WWE tried to let him go with that route, but it really did not go the way he wanted to. So, Mike, your opinion about all this? I actually heard the interview. And more, I mean, it was a great interview. He went really in-depth about what was going on. And um, if you have a guess, haven't heard of Talk is Jericho, you guys need to go check that out. He has a lot of, a lot of interviews with, you know, legendary people. And um, the, the one that really gets me is the one he did with me fully. So go check that interview out. Um, but anyway, when he talked to John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, for those that are not leaving WWE, but um, it was a good interview. I mean, he really went out there. And, and one of the lines that got me is that he didn't want to ruin Renee's reputation at WWE. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't if he wasn't married to her, then he would just leave. But if he's married to her, because she still works there, she's still on the contract. So he's uh, see he didn't want to ruin it, it uh, road for his wife, so he left on good terms. So, mm-hmm. but he wasn't happy. So I mean, and they you know him and Renee talked about it or whatever, and they got they kind of worked it out. But yeah, that's that's the gist of what's going on. Um, with that, if you guys haven't heard the interview, you know, you can get it on. It's free. It's Talk is Jericho goes into the whole thing. So. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, that's what I think about I'm glad he's doing what he's doing, and I'm glad he's actually getting a chance to be himself again. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, that's what I think. Yep, and so I believe he has the next big match coming up in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's going to challenge Juice Robinson for... The New Japan's own United States Championship, so that's gonna be a good match right there. Wish those two the best of luck, and I know they're gonna put out a good match. Oh yeah. All right, Mark, give us our next hot topic. Well, I forgot my little opinion for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Talk. Come on, Mario. I'm sorry. You know he doesn't talk much. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> sorry, I love him. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to that also, but you can also listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. I know YouTube puts it up on there. I think he some of it. it. Some of it, then I know it's on iTunes as well. Well, someone put the full up up on it on YouTube, but then the next day it just got out. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to this. I think just one that really kind of got me. That I think it's from what he turned heel, trying to say some kind of line from when Roman Reigns had his leukemia had to do with like I don't know if it's the writers or Vince telling Dean like this we have to say about it's something he had I think you remember from that promo had oh when he was in the back with the fire and all yeah that? something yeah. had to do with it had to do with it excuse me. Say about the leukemia and all that, certain other stuff, and and he just told him that he doesn't like it. He agreed. I mean, agree agreed to say or yeah, because Roman's his buddy. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that either. You know. Yeah. All right. And just it really kind of got kind of just got a bit got pissed me off a little bit. You know, like. 
It's like, what is wrong with this guy? It's like, like he's he's making someone saying that personal feedback or not. Instead of him saying that, it's like, it's like he's making his own words to, how how can I say it correctly? By putting someone's, his words to other people's mouth. So basically, what I think what you're trying to say is that Vince McMahon is the puppet master to everybody, so everybody's mm-hmm. their puppet. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know there was one segment back when Batista Remster had that feud, and there was that one quote where he said about Eddie's dead or something like that. I remember there was an interview with Batista. I mean, same thing. He didn't want to say that because, you know, that friendship Batista and Eddie Guerrero had and everything. Mm-hmm. It was too hard for Batista to say that, but, you know, he went ahead and said it anyway because he was a heel at the time, you know. When you're a heel, you got to really go below the belt and hit those points and say things that, you know, you really don't want to say, but, you know, as a heel, you got to draw heat on yourself and everything. So, yeah, I remember that interview Batista D. He said as soon as he went backstage, he had to go get air and all this other stuff because he just really hurt him inside because he didn't want to say that, but he knew as a heel he had to say it to, in order to gain heat with his feud with Rey Mysterio. So, I mean, you know, sometimes being a heel is fun and everything, but when it comes to stuff and moments like that, that's, that's where it gets hard. Not only that, that's kind of like a crossing of mine. Yeah, I, for me, I don't think that's like trying to get heat or trying to, I think just, it's just Vince is trying to get his like his hand. Like, it's trying to be a puppet master and say mm. stuff that are controversy and, and making people feel uncomfortable, even the wrestlers, like, come on now. I mean, just yeah. for ratings, you don't do that. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I guess it's a business, I guess, I don't know. But even then, it's kind of mm. kind of hard to... It's like a gray area. So sometimes you have to go that far to get, you know, ratings or whatever. And, and you know, every you know we know that freaking WWE's ratings ain't that good at all right now, so... Yep, thanks yeah. a lot, Vince. Mm-hmm. Your old man's a devil. Yeah, exactly. Shut your filthy mouth, but anyway. <laughs> oh, we all know that. But anywho, Mark, what's our next hot topic? Uh, let me see. What can I add to this topic? Let's just see what you add. Everything's a hot topic in the wrestling world. For example, Orange Cassidy, he's a no-sell man. <laughs> if you guys know who Orange Cassidy is, he's a no-sell man. Check his match out against Hornswoggle. That was a pretty funny, interesting match. Check it on YouTube. Follow Beyond Wrestling, I believe, and you get to see that match. Hey, have you guys ever watched Dark Side of the Ring? No. I heard about it, but no. You guys should watch it. It's on YouTube. Pretty interesting. It's pretty crazy. I'll tell you that much. Watch mm-hmm. them. Watch uh, Montreal Screwjob. It, it really gets in-depth. You need to watch that. All right. And if you guys haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring yet, there you go. Michael gave you an episode to check out about the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, all right. So... So what you got, Mark? Well, this topic is... I know it's like a few days old, two days old, but this is like... I don't believe this at all, but it's Vince Russo believes Dirty and AEW are working together, but I find it bullcrap because I don't believe that AEW will team up freaking Dirty just because not only just the main roster is, 
don't know, something to do uh, between Cody Rose or Triple H or, or something. I'm not quite sure about that, but I don't believe that in general. Two of them teaming up. I believe just Vince, Vince, Vince Russo and just full of crap. Well, of course, it's Vince Russo. I think Vince Russo just wants to make his presence known. Oh, wants to be, uh, yeah, wants to be in the headlines for some stupid reason. And he is. I mean, he's in the headlines because supposedly he has this whole controversy saying that, you know, um, Vince and, Vince and um, Cody are working together and all that other stuff. And he has this whole stuff to back it up to and all that. I'm like, mm. oh, that's so stupid. He just want to be. Yep. He's telling everybody that they're getting worked by by WWE and all the other crap. But it's so stupid. Oh yeah. Fuck you, Vince Russo. Yeah, what Mike said. All right. WCW killer. But anyways, Mark, give us our last hottest topic for the. Uh, give us our hottest topic for our episode eight. Last one is what? <coughs> I don't know if this is hot or just kind of awkward. Drunk Finn Balor at a via. Yeah, I don't know. Should I pronounce it? Final, finals. FIFA. Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, it's a soccer tournament thing. Who doesn't get drunk at a soccer game? Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Not even that hot out there. <laughs> oh yeah, I seen the video. I seen the video too. That. It's pretty funny. He's all drunk. Then I guess he has a new girlfriend now since him and Captain Kelly didn't work out. I thought they were a cute couple, but yeah. It's pretty funny. He's all over his girlfriend. Just you gotta see the video. It's up on some of these wrestling pages, YouTube. You should share it on ours, then. I sure will. Right. I'll try to get it on there for sure for you guys to check out if you haven't seen it yet. The side of him, Ballard, that you never seen before. The seen demon him. side, maybe. The drunken demon side. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you guys are soccer fans, let us know on our podcast page on Facebook. Tell us your team, and they're eliminated. Sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Drunk Finn Bell. I can't see that happening. I can't see that happening too. But anyway, um, I know you were showing Mario something. What's up? What were you showing him, Mark? On your phone? Yeah. What were you showing me? Oh. Uh. What'd you discover? Hot, hot breaking news. Now that's now that's hot breaking news. Not Drunk Finn Bell. <laughs> well, this if this shows being recorded on a Friday, Saturday night, you know. Oh. Something you don't see every day is a jump of ten dollars. True, but what but, you got? Tell the fans what you got. On June fourteenth, a former ECW, WCW, and WWE superstar, Bobito Gorilla, will be at Harley's Toys and Comics. That's on. That's in Tucson. Tucson Mall, just right by the Sears store. At one o'clock to two. PM at autograph signing and meeting greet. So that's the same day where Cactus City Wrestling will be starting again. I'm having a show at the VFW in Beverly. Cool. Well, Hobie 2 Guerrero is going to be at the Tucson Mall. I'll be at work. <gasps> hey, you can't say that over the mic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'll be at work too, so shut up. No, I won't. What the, the 14th of what? That's a Friday. 
Oh man, no, not on a, not on a Friday. Oh, Adam, what the hell? Come on. That's on my vacation day. Oh, oh see? see? How are you going to get there, huh? He can drive. He can drive. Are you going to give me and Michael an autograph signing too? If we give him money. Oh, we got. I got to give him money, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I think I'll just take the work half a day at work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they let you. Oh, they will. Trust me. Well, you better get me an autograph then, because I'll be I'll be at work. All right, give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Who are two Guerrero's gonna be at? What was the story again? I think um, Harley's. Har- I think I'm- Harley Toy Show Star. Toys, Toys and Comics. Toys and Comics. Okay, yeah, we all been in there. I think um, our good friend from HIW. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Frank Powers. There we go, Frank Powers. I believe he runs that part of that store as well. Because I know some of that stuff he would give us for advertisement at the HIW shows, I always had that on there. So, Frank, if you helped that, Adam, awesome. Adam, if you paid Frank under the table to make this happen, I want some of that profit too. I'll take five bucks. Oh yeah, talk, talking about CLW, they came out with brand new shirts and I like it. It feels yes. like it's ECW kind of mm-hmm. thing. I know, I, then Chris Evans is having his own shirt, too. Yeah. Yeah, about I saw time. that, too. That's pretty cool. It's about time. Chris, I don't know how much longer you have until you head back to that ring, but, brother, we are ready for your presence once yeah, again. Yeah, I know, man. I think I think they're advertising him, too, on the thing, too, so mm-hmm. he might be making an appearance, so. I know. For some reason, just has, wrestling hasn't, for us down here, has not been the same without Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris, we got we to get you back, bro. Yeah, you you got that heel persona where you we could just... Yeah, I'll boo at you because you claim you're the king of Arizona, but we but, all know. But it's funny though, because we yell yeah, boo at him, but he gives us like a little, you know, his little signs that he's, he's glad that we're there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Chris, stop giving us big signals, <laughs> man. Do you love us or you hate us or you? I don't know, but we still love you though. We can't see you to get back in the ring pretty soon. I mean, see- as things change, other things stay the same like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Maybe personally message us and we can start promoting you to get back. And get you on the show, man. Oh, yes. I still wanted to do that commercial with him. Remember, I kind of oh, took yeah. a little jab at him. Yeah. You know, pretend, I can't tell anybody my idea, but <laughs> I kind of like my idea, you know. If you guys listen to the past shows, you know the jabs that we gave, uh, well, that Mario gave. What was it, episode one? Yeah, our first episode because at that time when he, was it episode one? Yeah, at the time when he hurt himself, then I was kind of referencing to... Tommaso Champa about when he got hurt and I'm like ouch I think I 
cross the third river or something or broke the third wall. Cole, listen to episode one, man. Yeah, listen to episode one. That was probably our, my favorite because that was me and Michael's first episode <laughs> together and it was dedicated to Mark because he was at work at the Ooh, time. Oh, man. Hey, I'm at work now, so you guys can freaking like give me an autograph. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what we can do, man. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, also that the 14th Chris Masters is coming too. So. Mm, yeah, I think he's doing autograph signings as well, but I think... I think you have to buy those in advance. Mm, like Get it, your tickets now because it's, it, that thing's going to sell out quick. Quick, yeah. I mean, we've been at the HIW shows over there. I mean, it's a good size, but with the lineup so far, I think it's going to be pretty packed. So we're going to do our best to try to get there as early as possible. I think, I think they're not doing seats. I think it's just GA. GA. General admission. So everybody's going to be standing room only. So I think that's how they're going to get that many people in there, mm. which is... It's good because I mean it takes it back to like the old school where you have to just stand there and watch. Yeah, the I mean I kind of like how they're gonna do it the VFW because if you've seen that, um, I forgot the other promotion is they do it. Uh, what was it? Had a gorilla? Because I know a lot of the independent wrestlers were going there like the Young Bucks, um, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, all these other guys. I think it's called Gorilla Pro Wrestling, I believe. And it was kind of the same environment, kind of like a, how VFW is like in that little mm-hmm. bar area mm-hmm. and everybody's just standing up. There's no I think there are some seats, but not a lot of seats, and everybody's just standing up and everything. So I kind of like how that feels now Now that we've talked about oh, yeah. everything. But I think Adam's going to get it set up perfectly where it will work out. Yeah. Everybody could probably try to fit in. So I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it's just $5 more than HIW is $15. Yeah, so. yeah that's all right. I mean, and, and you know, that the fact that they got kids that are 10 and under are free, so that, mm-hmm. you know, preteen people, I mean, the kids can go and enjoy the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about the kids anyway. I mean, the reality is all about the kids, you know. We know we got regular friends. We got us, you know, mm. Desert Wrestling Podcast, you know, us three. But oh, man, we probably should get our sh- own personal shirts done right before the show. Yeah, I, I think we, we should do that. I mean, our hats and our shirts and, get yeah. it, you know, merch is coming on the way, guys. So Yep. We're, as soon as we get our, our first merch, we're going to start advertising it. If you like our shirts, and we'll start getting more of them done, so... Yeah, I, we've been we've been in con, con, uh, talk with Frank Powers, so I think mm. I think we're gonna go with him. But the major way we could get shirts out there as soon as possible. Oh so, yeah, maybe some business cards too. Yeah, maybe some stickers. Yeah, some stickers or tattoos or something, man. Mm-hmm. For just something for the kids. Yeah, man. something for the kids. You know those what washable tattoos. Yeah, washable tattoos. And some stickers. Some stickers that they can stick it on their mom's car. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Mark, you got anything else? Anything else before we close your hot topic section? Uh, before we close that, let me ask something from Cactus League Wrestling's next show. Two matches, two more matches added so far. You see, Juventus, Guerrero, will face Crazy Chaos. Ooh, Ooh that's good. That's going to be a five-star, man. All right. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for that. Luchador action, man. Yeah, I just love a good luchador match. That would just pay for the ticket itself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What else you got? What's the last match that they have? Updated list. Shaggy versus Johnny Suave. What? Ooh, Suave's coming back. You said Shaggy? Yeah. Like Shaggy 2 Dope from ICW or just... No, Shaggy's uh, the, the, the skateboarder dude. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be a, that. That would freaking pay for the tickets too. Heck yeah. Definitely. Then, and we get to see our boy come yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna mention. Okay, cool. So now that we know what the lineup is, we got Gino Rivera, 
against Chris Masters. Then we got Adam taking on Roman Alexander. And Hoovy 2 Guerrero against Crazy Chaos. And Shaggy against Johnny Suave. Our four good matches right there. I mean, that, that one of those matches paid for your ticket in there, man. I right. mean, like... Well, we all, we know all these guys. It pays for itself. Shoot. Yeah. I'm glad to see Johnny. Johnny, we're back, brother. Yeah. Johnny. Right, we can mark off for Johnny. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he does it every time. No, <laughs> well, um, I mark off for Johnny. I don't know about any about you guys, but Johnny, man. Yeah, I get crazy for Johnny, but I don't mark him. I, I mark off for Johnny. Yeah, I just dab I just dab him back. Yeah, I mark off for Johnny. I don't know. Mark, do you mark off for Johnny? Yeah, Mark, do you mark him? Just a little sad, just to give a go applause or just say welcome back. Well, anyway, I mark off for John. I don't give a crap what you guys say. <laughs> when? Well, like he marks off for of Chris Evans, too. So I, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> it's all good. I mark off for of Roman Alexander. See, there you go. Yeah. That I mark off for of him, too. I mark off for of the whole card. What's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not, man. I just love good wrestling. <laughs> uh, so do I. But, all right, Mark, thank you for our hot topic section. You guys, if there's any hot topics you want us to mention on our podcast, feel free to... Post it on our page. Send it personally if you don't want anybody to claim it yet or beat you to it. But we're always welcome to take your hot topics or if you guys got questions for us that we you would like for us to answer on our podcast as well, send them in. We're more welcome to answer those questions for you. Just make sure to leave your name and not your number. You can leave your number too if you want. Out. Um, but uh, we should go. We need to go live on YouTube for the our podcast mm. just so that they see the background of it. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. One background I see is my backyard tree. No, just the background of freaking production, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So. There goes that ground squirrel. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, you got an interview, remember? Mm, oh, yes, I have an interview with Carlos Friday night. I mean, if you don't know who he is, he's a senior official for Rockstar Wrestling Alliance. You have seen him get picked on, booed at, some stuff thrown at him, people yelling he's blind. All these other names I probably won't mention down here, you know, because it's kind of harsh. But, yeah, I did an interview with Cardinals. Man, I really love that interview. I've known him since seventh grade, man. I never thought he would be refereeing for a wrestling show. I mean, I, I didn't even know he, he was into wrestling when we were in seventh grade. I mean, we talked about Viva La Bam because I don't know. Mike, you've seen Viva La Bam. I know Mark has because yeah. he has a DVD still. But this guy is a huge Don Vito fan. If you guys know who Don Vito is... He's all, yo, Bill Scalabini, yo, more Bud Light Select, all this other stuff, I mean, he does a good impression, I mean, if he ever decides to get in the ring physically, I think he should have a Don Vito character, I mean, he would play it well, he would yell out like Don Vito and everything else, but other than that, you guys, that, we're going to get ready to upload that episode right now, so, hope you enjoy, and after that, we'll come back to our podcast, mm-hmm. so please enjoy Hey Desert Wrestling Podcast fans, welcome to a special interview with senior official Carlos of Rockstar Wrestling Alliance. Carlos, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good right now. Just, you know, you know, pretty good. Just got off of work right now. Nice. How long ago? Ooh, say about maybe an hour and a half by now. Oh, so that was you flying down the street? No, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you to inviting me to your little... Box, apartment, house. Hey, man, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, anytime, man. Hey, man. Is, uh, I've heard your podcast before. 
some pretty good interviews and uh, hopefully you know with uh, with enough exposure you guys go go bigger you know oh, and that that kind of helps out with everybody else too because you guys are almost at almost every Arizona show pretty much I know we're gonna try to be at cells tomorrow but we'll see with that and any other show most likely were there oh yeah I've seen you guys there for you know mm-hmm. uh, I know the Rockstar shows you've been there uh, like the last show we had I think you guys were there front mm-hmm. row front row we had the dual rings that was pretty cool oh yeah I love the dual rings hopefully Chris will bring that back again well uh, him and a few of uh, other Rockstar management mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, there have been debates about whether we're doing that like a, a, a every kind of show but we, we were trying to convincing him to make that your like kind of your Wrestlemania you know your main yeah. your uh, your like last show of the year or first show of the year you know because uh, we were telling him if you if you overdo the two rings you know you're, it's gonna stale it out mm-hmm. but if you make it like let me like a one night out of every every what six shows you know it's gonna last a long time mm-hmm. but you know hopefully you know we figure something out yeah, well, hopefully, we, I would love to see more of that. I mean, it's Man, that was, really... That was great. I think every single match stole the show just because there was two rings in there. Oh, yeah, even if they didn't utilize the, the second ring, mm. you know, that presence of it there being there, you know, got your eyes on the match. So. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. So, Carlos, I know, we known each other since seventh grade, I mean... Ooh, seventh grade, sixth grade, I think, even. Yeah, and... Not even that. I think I, think I remember seeing you maybe uh, elementary back in fifth grade. Possibly. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. I know. No. It, goes, it goes back. Yeah, let's just say it goes b- way back. Oh, yeah. Yep. But seeing you now, I never would have thought you would be a referee. Right? I mean, I, I never even thought I'd be involved in the business in any sense, mm. of, sense of the way, you know, besides just being a fan. Yeah. And uh, when a buddy of ours, a mutual friend of ours, mm. uh, whose name I can't say because, <laughs> you know, but um, a mutual friend of ours, he just happened to meet... Uh, you know, the guy who who's right now running RWA. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was, you know, it was just him, his ring, and, like, small, small venue shows, you know, backyard shows, you know. Right. And uh, he met him, uh, I guess, a while back, just trying to find a place to train to be a wrestler. And then I just ta- I just happened to talk about it on Facebook, saying, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting, you know, finding a place to train. Yeah. And that's where he hit me up and told me, I know a guy. Next thing you know, I mean... I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say I trained like hard as much as the other guys who you know put in real work. Mm-hmm. But I got like a basic understanding of how it works and stuff like that. And he gave me like a side job, maybe help set up the ring or just be part of ring crew or whatever. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the ring crew went into camera work, you know, and then from camera work, um, uh, referee, you know, uh, I got the basic training for it, you know, which is basically just training like a wrestler, but like not being in the ring with the guys. Right. Um, he just, you know, told me watch old old uh, matches from like as far as you know whatever area you want, but like keep your eye on the ref mostly. Uh, you know, whatever your favorite match was, just check the ref, see how he works, see how he mm. moves. You know, hand motions and stuff like that, and basically just you know study outside the ring, which uh, I've uh, I've really enjoyed because uh, I've seen a lot of referees out there from other companies, you know, and uh, you know they they have this technique down that's you know that's. I guess you can say like a fine art that's behind the behind the art that's in the ring, you know? It's really? you know, like the unsung hero, if you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I never expected myself to actually like be a part of the, you know, like the business, like I was saying earlier, but just being a ref is freaking awesome, man, you know? I'm being part of the show, even though I'm not actually mm-hmm. the main, you know, event or whatever, but I've, I've been in several of the main events, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's been pretty humbling to be a you know, referee. 
Yeah. Do you ever get butterflies before every match or every show or anything? Oh, always, always. Because you never know what to expect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might, you know, the butterflies to some matches might be unnecessary, but you still get them like stage fright or whatever. But yeah. I, I just kind of ignore it because I've always been good with in front of a crowd. Um, not saying performance-wise, but like I've never been really embarrassed to be in front of a group of people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking at first, but, you know, once you get in the ring, it all just goes away. But like I was saying, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes, you know, I might be involved in the match where, you know, I get, you know, tackled. Yeah. Like, like that one match I had uh, where it was El Tirgui de North, El Tirgui de Ring mm-hmm. versus uh, Draco, which uh, which was a great match if you go back and watch it on YouTube. But uh, there was another time where um, Hawaiian Lion and uh, um, the American Ed Knight, if you remember mm-hmm. him, uh, I guess they were doing a booyah chant with each other and like, you know, uh, Hawaiian Lion points to me and goes, it's your turn. I was like, what? What? Really? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. So I jump on the turnbuckle and the crowd is just cheering and then, you know, it's the first pop and after the match, uh, Chris in the back is like, well, you know, that's your first pop, probably your last. You know, jokingly, he was just saying like that, but yeah, you know, stuff like that. You never know when you when yeah. stuff like that's going to happen. So that's probably like the only real reason I'll ever get nervous. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, yeah, I have seen you at quite a shows you know you do an amazing job as a referee i know some people chant some stuff at you saying you're blind or you're dumb you're a da you're the b word the a-hole <laughs> oh, all man, that I, I, it comes with the territory you know mm. you know i uh, i gotta put on that 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 facade that persona that i'm the yeah. clean ref you know i got i gotta call it the way i see it <laughs> Sometimes things go past what I can see or not, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of the, the the fans will let me know, you know, which is yeah. which is great. You know, I actually enjoy it when they when they get mad at me because you know I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm doing something that's you know getting them riled up. Yeah. But the crowd, man, woo, they'll <laughs> let you have it. They they they're paying attention to everything that I do and everything mm-hmm. that the wrestlers are doing. If they slip, they'll let the wrestler know. But if I slip, yeah, I'll they'll let me know, and I'll hear it throughout the entire show. Uh, I remember the mm, I said like maybe fourth show at the Rialto this is like going back a few years back the moment the show started I made my way out to the ring booed immediately (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh they remember (laughs) so you know it's always it's always good to see the fan reaction whether it be negative or positive it's all Mm. good oh trust me us fans we don't forget those referees oh trust me oh yeah there's who's a legendary like uh, was it Mike Yoda he's a great referee was it was it uh, Earl Hebner Earl Hebner the legend you know one of the oldest referees that you know you've seen mm-hmm. back in the day when it was Hulk Hogan. Now you're seeing him with like young bucks right there in AEW and stuff like that. So that's probably what three generations right there going on. Three or four even, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's crazy? A lot of those referees that you see at one point were even trained to be wrestlers at some point. I think Mike Yoda was even a pro wrestler yeah. at some point. And uh, you know, sometimes their careers go up someplace, and sometimes they just wind up you know somewhere else. And yeah. By the looks of it, I don't think any negative is happening just because they become referees. You know, they're mm-hmm. still part of the business. They're still doing something that they love. Right. They get to travel the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. For example, like Theodore Long, exactly. he was a manager in WCW, jump ship to WWE. He was, he was a, a referee. referee. Then now he became a manager once again. Then he was a general manager, manager. of SmackDown player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> holla holla. 
So, I mean, like you say, it could go anywhere. I mean, you never, you never, you never uh, know. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Weird what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. it's, always, it's always important to just keep your options open. Right. At least that's how I view it. You know? mm-hmm. Okay, so if you were ever to see like Mike Kyoto, Earl Hebner, Theodore Long, or um, I think the other referee, he was kind of heavy set, Tim White, I think Tim his name. Tim White, I believe it was, yeah. If you were ever to see any of those guys like walking down the street or whatever, I know there's that wrestling term, Mark L, but oh, like, yeah. as you being a referee, if you were to see them, what would what would you ask them? Like, what kind of advice would you ask them as a referee? Honestly, that's a good question. Um, if I were to see them just walking on the street right now, I, you know, maybe I would mark out a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they might be a little, you know, like a little shocked about it because, you know, not everyone's going to recognize a referee. Right. But, I mean, like, if I were to mark out and, you know, shake their hand or whatever, I mean, I'd ask them maybe, you know, what 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 what, what they could, uh, you know, what kind of advice they'd give me just for enough, like, a, I mean, I've been refereeing for maybe five or six years now. Mm-hmm. By no means am I a, like, professional ref like they are. Because uh, you know I've been kind of kind of been uh, exclusive to RWA, yeah. And I and I want to get myself uh, out there, to, you know, with the other companies out there, you know, build my resume, if you will. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could ask them is maybe like, what what can I do to set myself apart from the different referees out there? Yeah, you know, and see what they would tell me. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, there's only so much that a referee can do to really stand out, except by being you know a little different. Like if you look at. Um, uh, my, my good friend Scott, um, who, who's our who's our announcer uh, from time to time, whenever he does come down to RWA, mm. uh, he was a, he was a referee for the longest, and you know now he's on he's voicing out as an announcer for the, some of the shows up in uh, Phoenix and here in RWA. So, you know, you never know what going to happen. So I could just ask him what I can do differently. Yeah, nice. Well, so you said you've been refereeing about five to six years, correct? So take a few, you know. Mm-hmm. So before that, what were you doing? You said you were training on becoming a wrestler, correct? Like or? the first maybe year, year and a half, year one, I guess you could say. I was training mm-hmm. with uh, Pablo, uh, uh, who who trained Chris, you know. Yeah. And I trained with them for a little while, you know, learning key locks and arm drags and how to roll the ring, you know, ring awareness, how to run the ropes, you know, basic stuff like that, the fundamentals. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I hurt my back working uh, at one of my jobs at uh, Circle K. Hurt my hurt my lower back a little bit, so I gave it a little time to kind of rest up. Yeah. By that time, I had ring rust, you know, and like I was scared to take you know bumps again. I felt like if I had, if I just continued to train, eventually I would know would have gotten you know a little better at it. But mm-hmm. you know, then work came up, and you know the scheduling with training was a little hard. Uh, so in a while, it, it took me a while to kind of get back into it, but then. You know, it had been, like, so long since I've gone back that I hadn't been able to train again. Yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, never say never. But I ended up becoming a referee, which is still close enough. But even, you know, I still have aspiration of training, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting in shape, you know, working out enough to the point where I can train properly, you know, and not be like, you know, like out of shape and trying to, you know, try to run the ropes and lose my breath about halfway into the running. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, you know, stay up to pace with like whoever's training me, you know. Yeah. At least that's how I want to do it anyways, the right way. Mm-hmm. So with the countless referees around the state of Arizona, from Phoenix to Tucson, to um, where Revolt's at in Yuma, Arizona, and everything, right. do you ever keep in contact with the other any referees like Paul, Sean? For yeah, I mean, I've, I I keep talk with uh, Paul and Sean because they're they're friends of mine too. You know, mm-hmm. I hear them every now and again. Uh, Cody, he was a he's a guy from Vegas that he was here for CLW right? okay. well, like last year. I believe mm-hmm. he's a pretty cool kid. Uh, he he's. Uh, He's he's got a few years under his belt, uh, a little less than me, but he's been another in, in under uh, other companies. So, you know, he's getting he's getting his experience. Mm-hmm. He's he's even uh, had some TV time on Impact when they were up in uh, Phoenix. Oh, uh, nice. Or I'm not Phoenix, uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty cool, you know, just to see someone like around my level, you know, on the on television. Yeah, it's always good to see somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I haven't really. Got, I haven't really met any other referees out there besides the small group that I've met with RWA. So. Yeah. Nice. Well, out of the countless matches that you refed and everything, what would you say was the best match you ever refed? Ooh, man, how many hands do I have? Let's, see. Hmm. Let, let, let's just keep it down simple to three. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, no, let's start with number three. Number three best match that I've refed that I can remember uh, at the Rialto. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the tag team match at the the, the dual rings that we mm-hmm. had you know that recent show with uh, with Sean being in the other ring and this was for the championship when we first crowned our first ever RW tag team champions mm-hmm. that was a great show because the tag team itself was amazing the high flying the you know this using of the second rope but I like the part where me and Sean synced up our, our counts when once the, both the I think it was equally and Buster and um, yeah I forgot his other name, but his partner, they both did a Spanish fly to their opponents. So me and Sean looked at each other, we got to sneak this up, I told them. So we just looked at each other, and then we just counted one, two, three, and perfect, you know, synchronization. That was pretty cool. Uh, my second favorite match, I believe, was at the Crescent Ballroom, and this was a triple threat match between Alexander Hammerstone, Chris Evans, and The Prophet mm-hmm. for the RWA Heavyweight Champion at the time. It ended in a no draw, in a draw, a no contest, if you will, because yeah. Hammerstone had decided that, you know, it was up to his idea to knock down both referees. He clotheslined <laughs> uh, my, my good friend, uh, Jared, who was refereeing at the time. Yeah. He got clotheslined, and I came out to kind of help finish the match. Uh, he interrupted me in, in the in the count between Evans and uh, Prophet, mm-hmm. and he gives me a bicycle kick, <laughs> and the match ended in a no contest. What was my second favorite match? But my first managed match... Is uh, I gotta say it, Lord Draco versus El uh, Tigre de la Ring. Mm-hmm. Not because I just got speared in the show, yeah, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but that match was great. If you really go back and look at it on YouTube, it's a phenomenal match between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I've seen their matches before. And they these guys are like literally really underrated. These yeah. guys, are, these guys have what it takes to you know go up with the bigger guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but like I was saying, those are my top three favorite matches right there. Okay. Now, do you have any favorite bumps you've taken? I know you just mentioned a spear from Drago. Yeah. But is there any other bumps that 
you could say, wow, I just took like the biggest bump probably in my life or the craziest bump. You know, those the spear was the craziest bump that I had, you know, recently taken. Mm. Uh, the bicycle kick from uh, Hammerstone so many years back. But um, my my the, the first match that I was actually ever ever involved in, and it's not it's not, it wasn't a part of any show. It was part of like a local kids show. Yeah. And uh, Tyrone Carone, if if anybody knows him from HIW, he mm. was part of the show, and uh, his opponent never showed up. You know, he was a no call no show, so they needed a replacement. And uh, Chris, who who was running his local show, who's little you know little kids party, he was, she, she pointed at me, goes, hey, "You wanna you wanna be part of the match?" I was like, at the time I was just doing camera work. I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, I had trained a little bit, so it turned out to be a squash match. You know, Kyron calls me out as a referee, and then, you know, he, he's not expecting me to have a little bit of wrestling background in my experience. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, it, it ends with me getting chopped left and right, you know, beat up, kicked, suplex, you know, all the, you know, all this stuff. It was fun. Yeah. And um, he hits me with his signature move, which was like kind of like a brain buster. Mm-hmm. And then he tapped me out at the end of the match. I mean, that was like the craziest, I guess you could say, was the craziest set of spots I had ever taken because it was yeah. all of it wrapped in one so <laughs> all right, I now. even have the video on my Facebook too which is funny two all different right. angles <laughs> alright guys you heard that you can see Carlos' first time action in the ring against Tyrone and we'll leave it there alright alright sounds good with me now I know at times at the RWA show there, there, you would always reference us in one match I don't recall this guy's name but he would always pick on you do you know who I'm talking about a little bit? I think I know who you're talking about. Chad Cordon Jr.? Yeah, I think so. He's kind of like the funny guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's always he's always giving it to me in the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. He'll, like, bite my hands. At, like, several of his matches, he'll always end up just biting my hands. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he'll give me a little bit of a cup check at the end of the match <laughs> or something. And uh, he's, always, he's, a, he's, a, he's a little devious guy, you know, mm-hmm. a little mischievous. I've seen him even cup check uh, Scott, our announcer, after his match was, like, the funniest thing. You know, but I know who you're talking about, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chano Cota, whoo, man, he's he's been wrestling for years. You know, yeah. he, he's you know been all up and down Nogales. He's uh, you know up in Phoenix. You know, he's doing good things up there too. You know, mm-hmm. he's a he's an all around good 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 person though. Okay, so there's no beef between you guys oh, or anything. No. no prank war started, kind of like in your you favor. He's he's not around as often as you think to actually do stuff like that. But if mm-hmm. he was around, you know. Better believe you know, it'd be it'd be a, it'd be yeah. a war. So kind of like your favorite show, Evil Abound. Yeah, one of my favorite shows of all time. You know that prank war episode was like one yeah. of the best, one of the best episodes. I got some inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so should you tell people who your favorite character or actor from that show is? Well, everyone knows me. That I anybody that does know me knows I like to do an impersonation of Don Vito. You know, because mm-hmm. I he was the I don't know what it was. He was just the funniest character on there. Yeah, you know, you just start blabbering around. You're like, yo, stupid, give me, give me, give me, give me, hold, you know, give me, give me sense, stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, anybody that knows me now, I'll do that to them. I just, you know, blabber out stupid, random things at them yeah. whenever I'm just playing with them, you know, or like if if it just calls for the moment, I'll just do it. You know, mm-hmm. Don Vito, rest in peace. I hear you. Would you ever act like Don Vito a little bit during the ref while you're refereeing, just for I mean, fun? I mean. If if it was cool with the wrestlers, yeah. If it was a part of their, if they if they wanted to do something shenanigans like that, I mm. would be I would be happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to keep an eye out for that. Right. So now with um, NXT Takeover Twenty Five coming up, um, so we know what the card lineup is. We got Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole, and we got that Fatal Four Way for the NXT titles. 
And a few more matches like Velvet, uh, Velveteen Dream against, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Oh my gosh. What is his name? Tyler Breeze. Oh, yeah. So, uh, for example, those three matches, out of those three, what match would you like to referee? Oh, I would love to have the uh, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Adam Cole, just just so I can be a part of when he when Adam Cole just comes out and just hears yeah. the crowd yelling out "baby man." Uh, plus, I think you know they. I think they would put on a great match. You know, mm-hmm. two two guys that have so much talent, so much experience. You know, yeah, it'd be it'd be a great uh, you know master experience to ref but then again uh, Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream you know two young up and coming guys you know yeah. they have they have that spunk you know they can they can pull up moves you know left and right mm-hmm. but that fatal four way you know you never know what to expect with the fatal four way right so, I mean, it's, it's hard to say which match I would love to referee but I think my first choice was uh, Adam Cole versus uh, Gargano hands down hands down yes alright I agree with you I mean I don't, I'm not a referee or anything, but I would say that's probably one of my bucket list dreams right there. I mean, we all seen the matches out there. There's matches that we wish we could say we were there in person, but I think just being a referee in general to say you were there, you were a part of it, speaks for itself. And what's funny is uh, I'm always telling the guys that I'm in the match with, I'm like, dude, like sometimes I mark out during your fucking matches. Mm -hmm. And it's not even trying to be like intentional, it's just... Like I'm like I'm paying attention to the match. I know I'm supposed to be professional and be a ref. Right. But sometimes you get lost in it. You know they you know they mesmerize you a little bit depending on how good the match is going. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot with Evan, Chris Evans. You know, I get that a lot with EJ Sparks and uh, uh, Draco's matches. Man, I always I'm always marking out whenever I see them. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So now, but now we're coming up on June now, and we got CLW coming up. Yeah. Um, I know Revolt has a show coming up as well, HIW, but we're going to go to CLW, Cactus League Wrestling. Um, has Adam hit you up by any chance if he's asked you to be a referee for the upcoming show? Mm, not since their first debut show, and mm. uh, I don't expect him to really hit me up anymore. Yeah. Uh, he never paid me the first show. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not nothing... I don't take things like that personal. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like, come on, man, pay your talent. You know, I, I nothing, nothing bad or ill will against the guy, but like that's not how you do business. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't work with a with a company that you know, right? That you know will underpay their workers or won't even bother to pay them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna leave it at the, you know, I'm just not gonna. If if he decides, you know, maybe we can work something out, like maybe pay me, yeah, actually for the for the show and actually book me, then maybe we I'll do something. But as it stands right now, I've reached no contact from him or mm-hmm. anybody else in CLW, and you know that's that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you know, more power to them. I hope they do good. Yeah, but I I I, I don't think I'd ever do business with them. Okay, um, so other than that, is there how can I put it? Sorry, this isn't get edited anyway. <laughs> right. Um, what else can I ask you? <laughs> Don't want to make this a shoot. <laughs> I mean, there's no sign thing saying it can't be a shoot, but... True, but you never know. You don't want to burn too many bridges. Yeah. Let me see. What else can I ask you? I don't want to say throw at you, but ask you. Because <laughs> I'm trying to remember some of the stuff when we... Recorded and everything. I just remember a lot of drunkenness going on, that's all. 
think you're talking about uh, how the business is going with AEW versus WWE. Yeah, I remember that. Then, um, okay, let me throw it in there. All right, so did you catch Double or Nothing? Yes, I did. And uh, I was that was a great show. I mean, mm. hands down, like one of the best pay-per-views that I had seen yeah. in a long time. Um, I don't want to like sound like anybody on the bandwagon right now. Of course, you know. Mm. But, I mean, those guys, they put on a hell of a show. Um, granted, you know, you've seen that kind of wrestling in other companies like Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, yeah. all these other indie brands. But I guess they're the ones, they're one of the first ones that all, you know, that are openly competing against WWE. You know, mm. Even Moxley the, the, the following day declaring war on, you know, on WWE. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> not for nothing, that, that I mean, that the whole show was just great from beginning to end, especially mm. with Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes angle. That, you know, that was emotional, man. Yeah, I, got, I got a little period when I saw that. Man. Same did same I. I mean, you could just feel it. You could just hear it in Cody's voice, His too. His voice cracked a few times. If you yeah. Heard it, uh, Bless his heart. Yeah, man. But uh, my favorite match of that whole was uh, uh, the Lucha Bros versus uh, the Young the Bucks. Because that match was insane. Man. Agree. I mean, you know, you don't see a lot of tag team matches like that anymore. Oh, no. Probably not since what? The Hardys, Edge of Christian, even, Dullies. Even then, the Hardys weren't doing as much as the Young Bucks and uh, yeah. the Lucha Bros were doing. I think even during the the, the, the match... Jim Ross was saying, "This is this is tag team wrestling. This is what you what is you know mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. You know, which is just true." Exactly. I mean, you know, I kind of wish because I know heard the rumors people want Vince McMahon to step down. I believe he needs to. I mean, because everybody knows what's going on. AEW is pulling stuff from WWE. Oh, yeah, they're, they're pulling stuff blank. from the independent scenes oh. and they're trying to put it all in the blender. Oh, they're not even subtle about it. They're letting everybody know this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, WWE, you know, they're still, because of Vince, they're still, you know, they're that original product, you know, the original yeah. presentation of them. You know, we got to do it this way. This is what the people want. Mm-hmm. In reality, the people want what AEW is putting out. You exactly. Know? Even, even like, Young kids aren't even watching WWE anymore. They're watching mm. AEW or like New Japan or something, you know? Yeah. Because there's alternatives out there and WWE doesn't not want to acknowledge them. Or at least mm. openly doesn't want to anyways. Because mm. you know behind the scenes, they're, they're watching. Oh, yeah. They, um, won't, they won't admit it, but you know, like during the Attitude Era, they used to bring in like guys from like NWA, um, New Japan. What else was out there during the Attitude Era? There was NWA, New Japan... Um, I guess they're, they're kind of bringing some guys. Well, ECW was kind of sleeping with WWE at that time, too, so yeah. we can't really say anything. Well, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of other companies that were, like, still, you know, still coming their way up. Like, like how you're saying, New Japan was barely, you know, up and rising. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been around, but, like, they had started doing different things with the product. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Frontier Martial Art Wrestling, FMW, if anybody remembers. They were around when uh, the Attitude Area was. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting things. People, WWE and WCW were just taking knickknacks from left and right from different indie companies yeah. and incorporating it to themselves because they needed that field to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Of course, WWE won, and from there, they had no real competition, so they just toned everything down. They went from attitude to ruthless was, aggression to that PG to PG to the reality era. Now to, it's the, the social media area, I guess you could so say. I guess so. <laughs> It, it, it's just diluted now at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think there's potential for them to kind of rebound from that and go somewhere closer to more like the attitude area. Or mm-hmm. not, not so much the attitude, but like at least the ruthless yeah. aggression area. 
and add and add a little bit more indie to it. Mm-hmm. Like how they're doing with NXT, they're doing great with NXT. NXT is exactly what everyone wants them to start doing. Exactly. But I can see where it's like hard to do that every week. You know, mm-hmm. you got you got to like. I guess you. I guess the best thing I can say is let Triple H take over and let him mix it up the way he wants to. Because mm-hmm. I think he knows what formula would work. Yeah. Because Vince's way is kind of old mentality. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's still like, you know, TV, you know, like TV land, you know? And I get that. But it's at this point where re- our TV and social media, it's it's all blurry now. You can see TV on your on your phone now, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just got to change the times. Yeah, exactly. That's, what he, that's why he started adding to her because that's when he pointed it out like, like he said in that little promo video, dude, we got to get with the times. Like he mentioned like South Park was going on at that time. Beavis um, and Buddy. Stuff Beavis like that. Yeah. When, when MTV was just starting to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. When they actually had music. Right. Damn you. Right. <laughs> but um, I mean, I don't know Vince McMahon or WWE higher ups or whatever hear our podcast, but I'm hoping some way, somehow, some miracle they have a good listen to it. Yeah, a light bulb. I mean, there's. I know there's more wrestling fans out there like us who want to see WWE get with the times. Like, they're supposedly they're saying, I mean, you know, because, I mean, same thing with their promos. I mean, look at Bray Wyatt's Firefly. I mean, it could be more... I, I, it's, it's funny you brought that up because I was thinking about the whole time before you showed up. Mm-hmm. I actually like that Bray Wyatt the gimmick. I love it. It's 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 eerie. It's creepy. Yeah. In, a, in, in like you know, kind of like a like a Pee Wee Herman slash like cult leader kind of thing. You know, you know, yeah. you know, it's it's all sinister. But you know, mm-hmm. but uh, like I guess that's one of the few gimmicks I just wish they don't mess up. Exactly. They have great potential with this. You know. Mm. And uh, I mean, I, I watch it every time, and it, it, it gets better and better every time I see it. Mm. But I just hope they don't just mess it up and have him like be watered down when he makes his re-debut, I guess you could yeah. say. Now, now, do you think this is a kind of problem with WWE since they're always on the road doing like house shows and having to be live on TV? Because during the time when Matt and Jeff were in Impact, TNA, when they used to do like their broken gimmick and everything, they had time to do these amazing promos. Yeah, so do you think... In the same way form, they should kind of let Bray Wyatt have that creative freedom where he can make those eerie promos a little more eerie and dark, just a little well, more. Of course. I mean, I, I mean, anybody would want like a little more creative freedom with the gimmick. Um, mm. But that's not how it is with WWE. They have a, their own creative team. They, li- they literally have like groups of groups of people that are just specifically for wrestlers. Yeah. They have their own gimmick written up for them. I mean, yeah, some of them have a little more say in their in their characters, some more than others, some not so much. But um, I mean, they're, they're, the wrestlers are constantly house shows, dark shows. Never mm-hmm. have time to really like train in the room. Yeah, like, they don't. They don't. They don't have you know regular training like how some other companies do. You know, where they have their own ring where they can practice whatever they want to do. They have to mm-hmm. do most of their practicing in front of a live audience in one of those yeah. dark shows that's where the only they call it the danger room you know mm-hmm. they can that's where they that's where they test new moves or test you know some kind of technique yeah they don't really have that much time to really hone their their real skills you know mm-hmm. and improve from that they don't have time to hone their their uh, promo skills you know because mm-hmm. they're always they're constantly on the move they yeah. they got interviews they got you know book signings you know they got you know, all this extracurricular stuff besides just wrestling yeah and I mean the wrestling part itself is, is tiring but 
it's the stuff that's happening once they step back from the curtain mm. up until the next show that's live. Because they still have like so much they have to cram in before the next Raw or yeah. the next SmackDown or whatever. And that kind of lifestyle is hectic for a lot of events. A lot of them burn out and move to something yeah. else once their contract's up. Like how you start with Ambrose mm. or Moxley, if you will, and a lot of the other guys. A lot of uh, current Raw and SmackDown guys are like, once, once their contract is up, they might move on to something else. Because mm. uh, at this point, their creative ego, or not ego, but their creative juices are just kind of like dried up and they yeah. don't want to be there anymore, you know? WD's coming in kind of like running them dry. Yeah. And that's kind of what the problem is now. And you can just see it. For example, like before CM Punk left, I know some people hate him for what he did, but that's why he left. You can see it in his eyes. Well, not- he was physically frustrated. He, yeah. he didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he was there is because he was legally contracted to be there. Yeah. If he wasn't legally contracted, he would have left years ago. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was one of the few guys that actually voiced his opinions in, against everybody. Yeah. It didn't matter if he liked you or he hated He would voice his opinion at you. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of missing. I mean, that promo that he did is going on at least 10 years. Ooh, has it been 10 years? It's, it's getting up there. Yeah. But I kind of think, like right now with Sasha Banks, that's where it's kind of at right now. She's voicing her frustrations. Oh, yeah. And everything else, and you know, WWE is trying to pay out a little more money to keep people silent and happy. But you know, that's what John Moxley did. He he kind of lied to Vince McMahon, saying, "Oh, I'll stay around a little longer." No, he went behind his back and signed a deal. Yeah, and wait till his contract expired. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's either it's money versus happiness, and I could see what he did. He went with his happiness over money. I mean, because money money can buy you just about anything you wanted to. Yep. But I mean, like if if you're if you're stuck at somewhere where, like, yeah, they can be paying you a certain amount of money, but you feel like crap every day, or yeah. you're you're not getting the proper rest or medical treatment that you need, I mean, not everyone's gonna want to stick it out. I mean, yeah, the money seems good, mm-hmm. but is it worth it? Right. I think that's that's the, the the like that crossroads where most of them are gonna be coming to is like, is the money worth it, mm-hmm. or am I, you know, better off someplace where the money might be okay, but I'm gonna be better off, happier, without it. Yeah. You know. Totally. And it's 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 hard a choice. Yeah, you know, and I can't say you know personally that I would you know sneak around and take the money because you know, I mean yeah I love money it helps out but mm. I mean I like to do something I'd love to do you know paid or not you know. Hmm. I agree with you. Excuse me. So um so let's say you were working for WWE. I mean I don't know how it works for referees. I don't know how that works. But let's say if you were frustrated. I mean you know because I don't know if I should be spilling the beans, but you know. They have the earpiece oh, in their yeah. ear and everything. You know, they get told in the back how long the match is supposed to be. Of course. Yada, yada, yada. But let's say you're frustrated, okay? Let's just say you're frustrated as a referee. You're just tired. Let's say the nonsense because last minute decisions and everything. You're oh, told one thing and it switches up and everything. Would you be the same way? Would you say, walk up to Vince, you're like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of you making these last minute decisions because you say one thing, you promise one thing, you don't keep your word, yada, yada, yada. I mean, would you do the exact same thing? Say, you know, you're gonna go to another company and be a referee over there, or? Well, see, that's the difference between a referee and a wrestler. Mm-hmm. A wrestler is the one that's bringing in the money, bringing in all the attention. The referee is that kind of, you know, right. expendable, if you will. You know, uh, if you look at WWE, there's there's like a whole like ladder of referees, you know, because mm-hmm. they're just going through each one, each one, each one, because uh, a they're easier to just change out because nobody's gonna notice it, right? Uh, B, 
the more experienced ones are usually the ones that are going to stick around because, A, they're probably being paid well enough. Even if with, like, any kind of frustration, they're not physically tired like these wrestlers are. Mm-hmm. Most of these referees, all of the referees, I mean, they're, yeah, sure, they have to pay for their own place to stay, like, you know, between shows and stuff, but they're not physically as tired as the wrestlers would be. You know, they're not in pain. They're not yeah. you know, trying to figure out how a match is going to work. Most of the time, the referees inform how the match is going or what's going to happen next mm-hmm. and how to do it. So it's not it's not too much of a hassle, but I can see like maybe like a last minute change can be like oh crap you know all this stress you know yeah but it, it's not as stressful as being a, re- a wrestler would be you know mm-hmm. so I I guess I can say um, I probably just end up like maybe sticking it out maybe another couple you know years or whatever or mm-hmm. if something else better comes along sooner you know yeah but I can see there's there's a major difference you know mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to say um, I would do this but in reality I mean it's not the same you know yeah. Now, let's say, you know, you're on a big stage, you're a referee. Would you feel comfortable, let's say, they gave you, like, a creative creative, like, they, were, they trust you enough where they could say, all right, who do you think should win this match? I mean, we're going to trust you. I mean, we're going to go off by what happens tonight. So, let's say you're refereeing, for example, let's say Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio, for example. Let's say Cruiserweight title, not the new one, but the old school yeah, Cruiserweight yeah. title. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, let's say you're refereeing that, okay? And I'm Vince McMahon, or I'm in his shoes or seat. Yeah. I tell you, all right, Cardinals, we have two phenomenal athletes here. Let's say Ricochet okay. at his prime right now, Rey Mysterio at his prime back in the day. Okay, okay. When he was like 18, 19, 20, yeah. around that age. So let's say I, I trust you enough to say, you know what, Cardinals, I want you to decide who you think wins the match. Because I have full trust and faith in you. You know these guys very well. You have a good chemistry with them. So how stuff like that, like how would you feel... I mean, it, it, I, honestly, it would feel very empowering, but at the same time, it's confusing because, like, it's hard to say with two guys like this. I mean, yeah. they can go either way. It all depends on, like, the crowd's reaction to each one. Mm-hmm. I feel like the one who gets the more connection with the with the crowd usually would be the one that's going over. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, Ricochet would be, like, the underdog compared to Ray. You know? mm-hmm. Ah, man, it, it's, it's, it's one of those decisions where it's empowering, but at the same time, it's kind of like, it's frustrating. I can see it, whereas a booker would be, you know, kind of hesitant on which one, who he yeah. decides to be the, you know, the winner. But at the same time, you also got to look at it as a business. Who's going to bring in the more money? Right. Ray would probably bring in more money because of his masks. You know, mm-hmm. he's got so many different masks and he has a different gimmick for each mask. Yeah. Which a lot of the little kids are probably going to connect with, which brings in more money. And if he's champ, you know, and then, you know, kids are going to be like, yeah, he's the best in the world. And, you know, that just blows up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ricochet, a lot of the older fans would probably like like him more, but they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, bring as much money in as the kids would because parents are gonna buy their kids whatever they want, right? You know, you know, even if they don't spoil them, they'll, they'll buy them a shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's 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 fifty fifty, but I mean, like it it to me it it all depends on who's gonna bring the more money in. Yeah. And that's where I can see where Booker would come in, unless it's part of a story where you know I want this guy to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all personal. It's all it, it, it all depends on the story too. Like I was talking about how it is mm-hmm. with crowds. It's also yeah. part of the story too. Because sometimes they'll throw it. They'll throw a left a left you know curveball, mm-hmm. and like they'll sweep the mat and they'll be like, "All right, look, uh, Ray didn't win, but you know Ricochet won, and he's the bad guy. You know the crowd's gonna hate it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna want to pay to see Ricochet get his ass whooped. You know, so it, it it's it's all it's all a minds. You know, it's all a, a psychology. Yeah, but I mean personally. I think I would let Ricochet win over Ray only because Ricochet just has a different moveset than Ray does. You know? Right. 
Ray's more traditional Lucha Libre, whereas uh, Ricochet has a mixture of just about a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Ricochet would probably be the more logical winner. Got you. Now, with the referee stuff, still, I mean, because you are a referee, you're still on our hot topic right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't even, I know you've seen, like, with WWE, they're doing, like, this referee screw up, like, for example, like, with um, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, kind of like, oh, yeah. it's the referee's fault, he didn't catch that, or. He didn't count properly. Yeah, I think there was another match that did that, too. I think it was R Truth took on Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title where the referee didn't see. So it's kind of like how it is like with the NFL referees, the NBA referees. The being blind to a quote-unquote. Kind of of playing favorites. Mm -hmm. How do you... You think that's a good move by WWE to follow that footstep or do you think they should just let the referees just be the referees? It would make sense to let the referees be the final word in the Mm -hmm. match, like an actual referee would be. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard... if they do gotta like re re recall the referee's uh, call, they have to like really make a big scene out of it yeah. to make it seem like it's a legit call. Because they'll send another referee in to the kind of argue, then they'll view the replay, and, it's, and it'll be basically like how it was with the NFL or anything like that. And mm-hmm. at the same time, they're getting told in here, look, this is what's gonna happen. Just pretend, just be, do this, do this, blah 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 blah, blah reverse yeah. the call. But I mean, uh, I don't I don't get that luxury of having the headset. I have mm-hmm. what I'm told. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. I'm supposed to do who's going to be this who's going to be that and uh, and it's my final call in the mm-hmm. ring because I have no one on my back telling me any differently but with them I guess it'd be a little different because they're being told by Vince himself mm-hmm. how this match is going to you know unfold whether it's going to be a last minute change in the ring or even after the match is already over yeah you know? but I guess yeah I can, I can kind of see how you know WWE's going to be pushing this whole the ref made errors but we're not going to acknowledge it kind of thing mm-hmm. and I mean I just feel like to be more to give respect to the fans to give them, give the referee more realistic you know calls out there. Yeah, at least that's my personal view on that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, is there any dream matches? I guess in Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, Lucha Libre, CMLL, or AAA, or just any promotion in general. Any promotion in general. Is there any? Well, let me start with: Is there any dream promotion that you would like to be a referee in? Ooh, man. I mean, WWE is worldwide known everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Lucha Underground would be pretty cool, too. You know, I, I'd love to wrestle in the, in the oh, not wrestle, but referee in the temple with them. Yeah. But I think uh, right now, I think Ring of Honor or, or at least, uh, I think even AEW, I, I would love to, like, referee for them. Because I think 
I think they would get actually give their referees a lot more respect. Yeah, and may might even see them you know be somewhat involved a little bit more than you know mm-hmm. other companies. And so like those are my top two, top three right there. Okay, now let's go back in time. Is there any matches that you wish you could have refereed back in time? Ooh. Um, one, let's see, let me see. I'm, I'm going back into the archives right up in here. Because <laughs> I've seen quite a few matches that I never refereed. Mm-hmm. Um, that sadly I wish I had. Um, I guess I can wish I had uh, refereed. Oh, um, I wish I, I had gone to the show. Uh, that uh, Prophet had uh, wrestled against um, the late, uh, the, the late, um, I forgot his name, the guy that played uh, Ramses in uh, Natural Libre. Okay, Silver King? Yeah, Silver King, yeah. Mm. He was his matchup in Phoenix. Oh, nice. Right before he went to Europe, and, you know, unfortunately, he, he made his demise up there. Mm. I would have loved to at least ref that match, because uh, from what I've seen on the video, it was a, it's a you know, pretty good traditional Lucha Libre match, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been great to see that. Or ref it, you know. That's yeah. probably which one I wish I had done. Okay. Now, I'm going to throw a match at you, and I want you to give your response, and what would you do? Okay. Mankind versus Undertaker in that Hell in a Cell match. A lot of happened in that match. So give me your perspective as a referee. What would you have done seeing everything that happened? I mean, I probably would have done done anything differently as uh, who was the ref I think it was uh, was it Earl Hefner I think it was either him or Tim White I think it had been no you know it was Tim White mm-hmm. yeah and he did everything the right way he was trying to convince you know uh, Mankind you know they just call the match it's done it's over yeah but you know Mankind just told him no 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 we're, let's you know let's keep going I still got more mm-hmm. I mean in a match like that where the, the, the match has to end with the pinfall submission it's hard to say you know how I would want to finish that match mm-hmm um, because even if I were to like end the match right then and there, I probably would have gotten heat from the back. You know, like why did you stop that? Why did you blah 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 blah? Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, man, how that match was, I don't think I would have called it any differently than he had. Because mm-hmm. I think I probably would have done the exact same thing: was try to stop the match, just try to tell him, you know, do you want to continue this? I hope not. You know. Yeah. But you know. Start to say. Yeah. All right. Next match, that Montreal screw job. I mean, oh, fuck. you got you got to throw that one at me. I mean, I <laughs> I know that one was all Hebner. I feel like he got the most heat out of it because you know, I, but you can't blame him because he was just doing his job. He was just yeah. like McMahon himself. Do this, you know, and I, I feel like he had no leverage or any mm. like you know he had no footing to really argue, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, eventually we all knew it was, you know, Vince's fault, you know, mm-hmm. it's him. But I mean, like, just to be the referee that basically caused Brett to lose the way he did, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was not everyone's favorite for like a little while. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I probably wouldn't have done anything different. I, honestly, if I didn't have needed a job or anything, I probably would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, another match. The Rock versus Mankind, no disqualification, or I think, or Last Man Standing. No, it was a Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing, Royal Rumble. No, it was an I Quit match. I Quit, okay. I Quit match, Royal <laughs> Rumble. We know how that match went. I mean, the mount chair shots that Mick Foley took, everything else, <laughs> being handcuffed as well. Ooh, I mean, like, that's the thing, though. With a match like that, especially no disqualifications, I have no power. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stop a match just because someone's yeah. knocked out, you know? 
Uh, someone has to say I quit, and granted, you know, The Rock cheated and mm-hmm. you know, used the pre pre recorded. But I mean, like, with a match like that, you just got to let it go. Yeah. No matter how badly you want to stop someone, you can plead a wrestler to stop, you know, you don't use a weapon. You can you can even try to rip the weapon away from the guy. That's not going to stop the match. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the, the only thing, you know, you can really do differently is just, like, accept it and let things go. Yeah. That's basically what I would do. Got you. Now, I'm going to throw one more at you. All right. So, this is kind of maybe fantasy if you're a big fan of basketball okay. WCW and I think it was Hulk Hogan Hollywood Hogan and um, Dennis Rodman against DDP and yeah. Carmelo yes sir <laughs> I mean if you were that was, that was, that's when when the 90s was crazy man they had, yeah. they were just doing the craziest thing in WCW mm-hmm. now that and, much and it wasn't even just crazy because it was like, like it was just crazy because it was like what mm-hmm. like really <laughs> But I mean, from our understanding, that match was actually pretty decent with yeah. uh, with Car- Carl Malone. You know, he uh, he was a fast learner. He trained pretty well. You mm-hmm. know, uh, being a ref in that match, I mean, I mean maybe a little starstruck. You know, with Dennis Rodman and Car- Carl Malone. You know, two yeah. NBA players. But to see them, you know, do something else out of their element and then doing pretty okay at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'd probably enjoy refing that match. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I'd probably do anything different. Hmm. Oh, don't ever do that again. Oh, I'm I remember. Do you remember Aaron Lopez? Yeah. When he said, turn his neck all the way around. I'm like, I'm like, oh, bro, don't do that. I told him, every time you do that, I tell my bro, if your neck or your head gets stuck like that, I said, I'm going to pass out right in front of you for doing that. <laughs> all right. Um, let me see. I think we might go ahead and close the interview right here. So, all right, um, all right Carlos. Well, sir. I hope your refereeing lifestyle continues. I mean, you, Sean, and Paul, I would probably say are the best three referees right now in Tucson. I mean, I don't know the other guys who do referee here in Tucson, you know, but as of right now, you three are the best. Yeah, well known, respected. Well, I know, I know, I know. Sean's well known. Uh, he ha- he's got some, you know, more matches under his belt, a little more than mine, especially yeah. with different companies. But yeah, we're, we're the three that you know you'll probably see at any of the local shows here in Tucson, mm. and maybe even some in Phoenix too. Sweet. Now, will we ever get a dream match? Let's see, you three referees ever going out to claim the best referee in Tucson, or I mean. That'd be that'd be like the craziest match I'd ever would see. Like two referee, or three referees, and a triple threat to see mm-hmm. who the best referee is. I mean, who'd ref that match? You know, that's <laughs> we get a special guest referee, right? We'll get somebody in the crowd, or you know, someone, one of the boys in the back, right? But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against that. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't see how it would make sense during the show. <laughs> hey, as long as it draws attention, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> but um, so let's say ten years from now. Let's say you make it big, and let's say there's another referee guy going on. Um, what advice could you give the referees coming up, let's say, 10 years from now? Study matches. Study the psychology of matches, you know. Uh, learn to listen to referees. And not, ref- not, 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 not just referees, but active listening to the wrestlers as yeah. they're, you know, uh, before the match or before the show even. You know, hang around with these guys, get to know them, get familiar with them. Because the more familiar you are with how these guys perform, the more smoother the matches usually are. Because with Evans and EJ Sparks, I already know how their matches go. You know, I don't even have to ask them, like, 
um, like, you know, any spots or anything, because I know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ask them is, what's the finish, you know? Yeah. Uh, the only, you know, like I said, the only advice I can really give any up-and-coming referee, study study referees and past matches and past shows. It doesn't matter which company. Just keep your eye on the ref. Learn hand signals. Learn the back, you know, the back uh, lingo. And, uh, you know, always be active listening and always be aware. Because mm-hmm. there's sometimes where you might have to call a mulligan or not a mulligan, a, an audible right there in the middle of a match where someone hurts their arm or breaks a leg or, you know, like like Estrella. Um, yeah. You know, that, that where he broke his leg during the moonstalk. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it wasn't supposed to happen. I, mm-hmm. I stopped the match because I still had that power to do so. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, even if they don't, you know, they're not, they, they don't want it to. Yeah. I can stop the match whenever I want. Because, uh, you know, as I say, the show must go on. It basically falls in line. If I stop a match during the middle of a match, it's going to stop no matter what. Mm. I might get heat for it or I might get yelled at or whatever, but it's all about safety. Because the referee is the last, first and last line of uh, the wrestler's safety. You know, you know, we might be a part of the show, but we, we're still an important role. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, not, it's, a, it's a, usually a thankless job, but it's a very important one. And I, the only thing I can say is like, be prepared to call audibles in the middle of a match, even if like if it's not so much of a serious injury or anything. Yeah. Just be ready. Cool. Well, before we get ready to interview Carlos, is there anything else you want to say for the closing segment? Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing I say is spread the word. You know, just spread mm-hmm. any any local wrestling show. Make it an event. You know, just get people to come. You know, a like and a share goes a long way. You might not show up. You might not even like us. But someone you know might. So just give a share, even if you don't really watch wrestling. So mm. someone might know it, and from there they can share it, and it just like a wildfire. Yeah. That's really the best way we get exposure, like how you guys want it out of, with your podcast. Mm. You want likes and shares, because likes and shares can go a long way. Right. You know, we might even be able to reach somebody in, like, you know, West Virginia, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they can just, you know, like and share, like and share. Eventually, you guys are known nationwide at some point, you know. It's the same principle. Just like and share your local shows. Right. Even if you don't plan on going. Because somebody might want to go. Mm. Uh, that's, like, really the best way to expose, you know, any company um, to a local or even a nationwide level. Because, you know, you never know. If you get enough likes, you might get enough attention that maybe one of the bigger stars might want to come through, you know, do a mm. show. And that's how you get, you know, like how they say, asses and chairs, you know? Right. It's all about exposure. I'm just saying support your local show, whether it be music or, uh, you know, art or pro, pro wrestling. I mean, mm. just support it because these guys, they thrive on your support. Uh, the more exposure they have, the happier they are, the more likely they want to do bigger shows. Or mm. most shows more more frequently, right? Which means more business. Which means we're having more stuff to do for the local show. You know, mm. you know, more people can come by. It's all, it's just exposure. You know, just spread the word. Got you. Wise words, my friend. Now, can you tell your friends to like our page, expand us out there? I mean, I know you got people. Oh, I know you know people across the border oh man Cali Familia, New Mexico Colorado Texas. Utah oh, I know a lot of people up, so give a like and a share to Desert Wrestling Podcast I got my good friend Mario here you know he's uh, I'm hoping these guys go big with their with their mm-hmm. podcast because these guys you know they're tirelessly working on their podcast always editing you know things, mm-hmm. spending hours you know oh yeah 
And, uh, you know, just going to the show, local show and trying to spread their word there. So just go ahead, give them a like and share on Facebook, Instagram. I think you guys are on Twitter too, right? Mm, no, just um, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And Snapchat. Who uses Twitter still? Oh, I know, right? right? <laughs> and uh, I, I believe you guys are on uh, Spotify, or is it... Uh, yeah, Spotify. Spotify, you know? For sure. I believe we're on iTunes. I haven't really done that because I use Spotify more but well, I mean give them a look up because these guys got some pretty interesting shows and uh, oh yeah they, they got some pretty good interviews coming up pretty soon in their mm-hmm. future I hope so oh yeah. yeah give these guys a like and a share they deserve it and uh, just spread the word to your friends familia you know everything everybody like we say before our previous shows your co-workers your friends the mailman the police officer the firefighter the guy that stands in the corner on Grant and Alvern the crackhead next door Bro, you better take care of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> better not be doing that. What's that white? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Keep <laughs> PG. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Well, other than that, my Desert Wrestling Podcast friends and family, we will talk to you later once again. Have fun. Be safe. And please, use some sunscreen out there. It's getting pretty hot out there. I know. I'm starting to burn up out there myself. Bro, that's natural. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy that special interview I did with Carlos. I mean, he's a good friend of mine, like I said before. I'm proud to see what he's doing now as a referee. He's, he enjoys doing it. And hopefully, if he ever runs into, you know, like Tim White, Theodore Long, Earl Hebner, those kind of referees, those legends right there, um, hopefully he'll get the best advice that he can from them and just pick up and learn from there. So... Mark, what do you think about that interview? It was a great interview. Really great. I don't much know him that you do, but I give him good respect for what he's doing right now. Cool. What about you, Mike? That was a great interview, man. I mean, you guys really got into depth about, you know, Carlos being a referee and all that. I never knew it was that much into it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty good. I mean, I want to watch some of those matches he mentioned back. You know, yeah. Just to see to see how he works but big shout out to Carlos you know you guys are you're, you're doing what you gotta do and yes sir keep it up Carlos hopefully one day we can see you on TV anywhere you know, WWE AEW Ring of Honor or even Championship Wrestling oh yeah that too but Carlos we wish you the best of luck brother but now let's talk about our local shows coming up so once again we mentioned um, CLW June 14th mm-hmm. coming up can't wait for that show and June sixteenth, we have HIV. But before we get into that, whoa, what happened? Mark's birthday's coming up. Oh yeah, June 9th, everybody. June 9th, my brother's gonna be turning twenty six. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully he'll get one of his uh, one of his wishes. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned that on the last episode too. Yeah, Carlos, you know. Come help us, man. We need your help. Carlos, Chris, Jared, Paul, whoever's close to Hammerstone, please hit them up for us. Tell them to check his inbox. Check his inbox. Tell them you like our page and do a promo video on our page for Mark for his birthday, please. It's about, it's next Sunday, please. We're also supporting the Desert Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tom, support our podcast, too. We've seen his matches at Rockstar Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. Come on. I'm glad he uh, he cut away with the triple triple H look like thing. Right, me too. He looks he looks more younger, he looks more serious. I mean he was trying to look like Triple H, I'm just like, oh no, where's this going? 
Yeah, but I'm glad that he's doing better now. He looks in better shape. I mean, he's working with MJF with the Dynasty, correct? Yeah. With the Dynasty, so he's doing good. Like I said, we mentioned earlier on our podcast, he's a champion now, so I see him doing great big things in his future. But other than that, you know, so like I said, shout out to Hammerstone and back to so CLW June 14th June 14th and yeah there's a weekend of wrestling that week huh yeah cause on June 16th which is Father's Day happy Father's Day early to all the fathers out there thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um, June 16th is CHIW sorry yeah HIW um, so I'm pretty sure you know, there's going to be wrestlers there that are, that mm-hmm. are on COW. Maybe. We'll see. No, no, no. Some few surprises. Some few surprises and all that. But, yeah. Um, so, that's on the 16th. Uh, how about uh, anything? I know on my birthday, Revolt's having a show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Revolt's having a show on the 22nd, which mm-hmm. is Mario's birthday. But I'm before Mario, which is the 19th. It's all good. We're all June babies. That's yeah. why we all get along. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, it's our birthday month. Yes, sir. He's going out to California once again. Yeah. This guy. California. Uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Next week, going to go to California. Um, yeah, so that those are the two big events that we have in Tucson, right? Yeah, as we know it so far. I mean... So far for this month, but the next month, I don't remember. mentioned last time on Friday, July 19th. AFW. Mm-hmm. AFW is going to be where? It will be at or CLW's their last event. Oh, the indoor um, soccer, soccer field? field? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is there a ticket price on there? or Remember you were saying that last time it was like five, fifty something. Ticket something. prices were between ten to fifty dollars. Ten to fifty or ten to fifty? Ten to fifty dollars. Ten to fifty? Fifty? Say fifty. At fifty. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but cool. Maybe we should attend that show as well. Maybe we should get the what is it? The what's the four pack again? Yeah. The four pack four front pack. row fam. Four pack fifty bucks. There you go. There you go. So who'll be the four person? Mmm. Mm. There's three of us and one extra ticket. Hmm. So maybe for our podcast listeners, maybe we should do a little contest or a bidding contest. Yeah. Or ticket to sit with us. Maybe we should just give it to Thomas because he's you know he did the two hundred chop for us. I think so too. Thomas, if you hear us, buddy, on our next on this recent podcast episode right now, if you would like to be our guest with us for this upcoming show, you are more welcome to. So when you get a chance, um, when you hear this podcast, hit us up. And if you would like to go with us, awesome. I mean, that'd be our four-pack. There's our four-pack right there. Other And some other news, I believe I got a message from the man Prophet himself who runs Rockstar Wrestling Alliance. His show is coming up on June 14th. Also, CLW's Dave. And they will be up in Phoenix at the Crescent Ballroom. Right now, ticket prices are 15 to 20 bucks, but he says he's pretty sure the front row is sold out. So if you're trying to get front row tickets, I apologize to you on his behalf, but 
Get your tickets now, I mean. I think, like I said, I know we talked about earlier before, like, I know he doesn't have, Prophet doesn't have a set full roster for Rockstar Wrestling Lions, but what if, imagine if he did a full set roster and, you know, since him and Adam are both having their shows on the same day, I know we talked about them going out just for like a one night thing, you know, but anything's possible, right guys in the wrestling world? Yeah. Oh yeah. Never know. Did uh, CLW sign a woman? I yes. Think, I think he was yeah. at that. Yes, her name is Thunder Rosa. Oh. I think she's the first woman who signs Cactus and Destiny. Oh. Sure. I guess Mario knows her? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and now she, I like her gimmick. I mean, Mark has her photo up right now. I mean, it's different. I mean, well, that's kind of scary. But anyways, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, just looking at her. Off the cactus, cactus league wrestling. What are you on Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. Okay, out there Facebook page. I know I saw it on Instagram too, but I mean, I think she looks very intimidating. How her persona looks. So you never know. I mean, is she gonna be? Does it say she's gonna be in there on the fourteenth? Says she'll be on the show on. Yeah, the fourteenth. Yeah, that's good. So she'll be there too, so you'll get to see her. Yep, maybe front row. I'm, Adam, not, I'm not looking for trouble, but Adam, yeah. we need front row. Yeah, Adam, we need front row. Chris, we need front row. Chris, we need, please, we need front row. <laughs> Roman, we need front row. <laughs> yeah, Roman, front row too. But yeah, COW, we're going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, what else? What else do we got going on? So we got... Cactus Lee, Rockstar up in Phoenix, HIW, Father's Day, um, Revolt the 22nd. Our birthdays, we got that out of the way. Yep. Um, Mark's vacation, my vacation on my birthday week. Mark's vacation to California once again to see Mickey Mouse. Not Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Legoland. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, Legoland, same attraction. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we kind of covered everything today, unless... Breaking news happens right now, there and then. Like, for example, Sasha Banks admits she decided to leave WWE, go to AEW. I don't know, I'm just saying, for example. But um, I think before we end the show, let me ask you guys something. I know we all have our opinions, but to you guys, what's the most devastating finisher or wrestling move that is out there right now? Hmm. I have to think about that one. Mm -hmm. Martin, do you know? The only one I can think about is that one Canadian. The Canadian Destroyer? Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty brutal. Then, um, to me, I know at the time I liked the curb stomp, but then they banned it and they brought it back, and they banned it and they brought it back. But I would say the curb stomp is in there as well. But I know the Canadian Destroyer will definitely take it. Samoa Joe's old finisher. Uh, muscle Buster? Yeah. That was crazy. Mm hmm Yeah, that was crazy. So there we go. We got the Canadian Destroyer first. Curve stop second. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. And the Muscle Buster third. Muscle I'll Buster. I'll throw another one in there. Amber Moon's um, Eclipse. The Eclipse? Yeah, that's pretty devastating, too. The way she has control over it, though, it's mm -hmm. kind of crazy coming off the top rope. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode eight. 
Um, so probably with episode nine, it will just be me and Mark because Michael will be up in California. So Michael, if anything comes up in California, wrestling wise, you see up there, let us know or go live with it on Facebook on our page. I, I could do that. I send you guys some audio. All right, cool. I probably see what's going on. I probably find another wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, maybe I'll message Johnny and see if there's anything going on. Cool. Yeah, Johnny, if you hear this, message Mike. Let me know what what wrestling thing's going on so I can go check it out next week. Yeah. What if we saw Johnny Swat on Lucha Underground? That'd be crazy. Yeah. You know, Johnny Swat's not really a Lucha guy, but you never know. He can play it, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'd be crazy. All right, Mark. I see you scrolling through. No late breaking news or anything? Uh, There's one on ringside news. They show a picture, well, this would be a little graphic picture, of Kyle Riley's back after after he got, mm-hmm. I think he either landed or hit by the ladder. Okay, maybe I'll, we'll have you upload that on our Facebook page too, okay? Yeah, if you guys want to see the graphic picture for Kyle Riley's Kyle, oh, Kyle wow, Riley's yeah, back, lower back, it'll be on ringside news right oh. now. But we will get that uploaded on our Facebook page as well. But yeah. Other than that, guys, continue supporting your local wrestlers wherever you're from, Arizona, California, New Mexico, um, anywhere in the United Colorado. States, anywhere in the countries, support your local wrestling. I mean, you know, everybody loves wrestling. Yeah. Oh, just one more thing. Thanks for everybody that liked our page. Oh, yes. Thank you. And you know, you got, you got us our 200 likes before the 16th, and we, you know, we liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thomas Buck sorry brother you I'm opened sorry. your mouth mm-hmm. and this is going to happen we feel sorry for you I feel sorry for you because I felt it before so I feel sorry for you because I'm going to close my eyes <laughs> come on Thomas man you, you can, can take do it. it you can do it I mean like I said we'll get. We'll have something for you because we need to get we need to get work doing that yeah, working so I'm sure we'll um, but thanks Thomas you know for you know helping us out and get us uh, get us those likes on our page and uh, yeah for 300, we really don't know what they're gonna do. But I think you already kind of posted that the cat's gonna make an appearance at 300. But mm. we got <laughs> we got to get something going for us, and we got to get right. Mark and and, and and Mario involved. Yeah, in maybe I'll be a special guest referee, a special commentator. Yeah, maybe we'll be both. Maybe we can be commentators for one match. Mm. That'd be good. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be cool. Kick Frank Powers. <laughs> And, um, no, I want to. I want to commentate with Frank. Want to commentate with Frank? Okay. What, what, Sorry, what, Frank. What? I was trying to have DWP take over, kind of like the NWO days when Eric Bischoff took over or whoever else took over. We'll just throw a shirt on Frank Powers. They'll <laughs> be DWP. So yeah, yeah we'll just throw a shirt on Frank Powers. So. Yeah, we could. I wouldn't mind being a special guest referee, just kind of like how Chaos did it between um, Spaz and Aaron Andrews. Yeah, kind you'd, of, probably, you'd be a heel though. I probably would. I'd be like, I'd be like in the Lucha Libre. I'd be like, slow. One, two. Ow, my hand. Ow. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it's catch us next show. Yes, sir. Our shows are getting longer and longer, and I probably like it. So do I. I mean, because, you know, like, I mean, I think too, until we hit episode 10, I think we, we probably should just go back and relive, you know, some of those episodes yeah. and talk about it. Just, you know, yeah, I we'll think, play the best of it. I think that's what we'll do. We'll play the best of um, episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one through ten. one through ten. Yeah, I think that we'll do that for every ten. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mark? You think we should do that? Oh yeah. yeah. Some of our craziest segments, funny segments. We gotta start. We gotta start going through segments. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start crazy. So I mean, keep supporting us, guys. I mean, 
you know, like they say before, Rome wasn't built in a day, so that's how it is as it's going us right now. We're not expecting to be all out there kind of like with um, not Sam Wrestling Podcast or something to wrestle with or like all those major podcasts out there. Eventually, we are aiming. That's our goal is to be similar. There's a light there, but it's real dim. Yep, so we're aiming for that. That's our goal right there. Just like Flip Gordy once said, you got to grab those imaginary brass rings. So that's us right there. We're trying to grab those imaginary brass rings. Like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> or Sonic. Yeah, or Sonic. Mm-hmm. So I said before, I'll say again, support your local wrestling. I guess now we can say support your local podcast mm-hmm. now. I mean, they're out there. We just got to listen for them because even our Instagram we're kind of getting noticed with other podcasts mm-hmm. from like New York, um, Florida, California, all these other podcasts out there. So support your local wrestling, support your local podcast. Share our page. Share our page. Share that video me and Thomas Bug did too with him bugging out about the show. Show my chop. Share the chop. It was good. Yeah. I did that for you guys. Thanks again. Yeah. And Thomas Bug is going to do it for us once again. Hey, yes. well, maybe we should get Frank Powers to take a chop too. Ooh. Mm. Hashtag Chopamania. Chopamania, there Chopamania. you go. Yeah, get that spread instead of wash your ass. How about Chopamania? <laughs> the Chopa, Chopamania. Chopamania, DWP status. Yeah. yeah. So other than that, guys, we're going to get ready to close the show. Um, is there any wrestler quotes or sayings that we should end the show with? I mean, I've done it before, but maybe Mike, is there a wrestling saying you want to end the show with? Not today. I, not today, no. You're putting me on the spot, man. Okay, well, I guess I not. just barely had my first meal for a while. So. <laughs> Mark, yes, no, maybe so? Uh, probably not. Probably not? No? All right, well, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do I'll try to sound like Paul Bear back in the Attitude Era days. Well, 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 make fun of the fat man. You're the criminal. You're the murderer undertaker. You killed your parents in that fire with your brother Kane. He's coming. Oh, yes. He's coming. All right, guys. Well, that was my best Paul Bear impression, but hopefully... Rest in peace, Paul Bear. Yes, rest in peace. We miss you. I miss hearing your voice especially. I mean, once in a while, I'll watch on YouTube and the old Undertaker DVD that me and Mark had during that whole feud between Undertaker and Kane in the early days. But other than that, Paul Bear, we miss you. Guys. Bye. Bye. Hey guys later. Oh, just later. You're not gonna say it like us. Just He's say it like different. Before. Oh yeah, you're different. <laughs> Alright. Peace out guys. Have enjoy the rest of the day and we'll see you on episode nine. You don't need to be employed to get employee level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.